The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra-low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious, ultra-low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving, plus high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. Oh, baby! <laughs> what is up, Buffalo Fanatics? Zbot here with you, live on the Buffalo Fanatics YouTube channel on a Monday night. It can only mean one thing: it is the smoke break. Coming at you on the last Monday of March as we enter into NFL Draft Month. That's right, folks. It's April this week. I know I'm the king of saying the obvious when it comes to time. I feel like every time I'm on here, I'm saying, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this is happening. But I genuinely can't believe it sometimes. The fact that it is April this week, the fact that the NFL Draft is this month or next whatever, I mean, does it not feel like the Bills just walked off the field from getting their ass kicked by the Bengals like two weeks ago? And here we are, the draft right around the corner. And we've been preoccupied, to say the least, with a lot of tangible, realistic news stories that have actually happened and a lot of news stories that have not happened, including the Buffalo Bills and, of course, other teams around the league, most notably other teams around the league, but us Bills fans have been quite busy over the last week convincing ourselves that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a Buffalo Bill. We have yet to get confirmation on that, and if you're like me, you have been checking your phone nonstop, seeing if that's going to happen, but I will say the hype on that has certainly died down. It seems like last week it was all but inevitable. It kind of reminds me of the Antonio Brown situation which was what the the four year anniversary of that was last week, two weeks ago, where it's just, it's inevitable, right? It's a foregone conclusion. I mean, at least with that one, right? It was real. I mean, the official NFL account even tweeted it until Antonio Brown, you know, I think that was the beginning of the end as far as him and in general was concerned. I think the minute he was on the bills was the minute his everything just, but this is different. There's been no confirmation, right? But of course, you can't hear the name DeAndre Hopkins now without thinking about the Buffalo Bills, and that's what's happened over the last week here. We'll get into that throughout the show. Rev, my main man, he's set to join me in a little while. He's uh, he's cleaning up the food truck. Rev, I, lo- I love the hustle. I don't know anybody else other than Rev who owns a food truck, and I think it's awesome because food trucks are sweet. And I don't think you ever really put it, you, know, you, you never think about 
the, the people behind, you know how like you'll go and do something, you know, you'll go to a, a business or you'll, you'll get a service or whatever. You, you never really think about the people actually doing it, like the behind the scenes stuff. If you go up to the food truck, you know, it's not that deep. You go up, you get your food, you bounce, but you know, having known Rev now for as long as I have and watching him go through this business process, it's pretty wild to see all that goes into the food truck business. And rightfully so when it comes to Rev, because we all know if you've been following the fanatics for a while, you know, Rev, you know, Rev can cook. So I'm imagining the business is booming, but he'll be on in a minute after he gets the food truck situation taken care of. Hope you all had a great weekend. What a wild weekend of sports it was, I will say. And I do pound the table on this every year because it is the way I feel. Until the gears start churning a bit, and it happens right around this time of year, where you get back into sports mode. If you're like me, as soon as the Bills season ends, it's almost like you're going through the worst breakup ever with your girlfriend, your significant other, your boyfriend, whatever. You love them to death. And then when it comes to an end, if it's a bad breakup, it's coming to a crashing halt. It's not good. You went from loving them unconditionally to all of a sudden wanting nothing to do with them. You don't want to see them. But then as time goes on, oh man, I really start, I'm really missing that person. Oh, I remember when we did that. I remember when we did this. This is what happens to me with sports right around this time of year. And what really revitalizes it, what really pumps the B12 shot right into my thigh is March Madness. And of course, with all the NFL just absurdity that has been involved within the news cycle recently, between the Aaron Rodgers situation, the Lamar Jackson situation, we will touch on both later on in the show because it's worth touching on. It affects the AFC, in particular Aaron Rodgers. It, It very much so affects the Buffalo Bills. That, speaking of foregone conclusions, has all of a sudden hit the brakes as well. Very odd. That's kept me entertained. But what really gets me back into the sports world, March Madness. And this past weekend was extraordinary. I'm sure many of you watched it. It was wild. Kansas State, Michigan State, incredible game. And just when he thought it couldn't get better, I I thought Gonzaga-UCLA was top 10 college basketball games I have ever seen was really pulling hard for Drew Timmy and Gonzaga. I did not expect them to get absolutely pile-drived the way they did by the hands of UConn, who at this point, I don't know how you could argue them not being the overwhelming favorite to win the whole thing. But at the same time, and this is what, what brings me back to the love of the madness, as well as UConn has played, I think they've won every game by 15 or more points. They're no lock. There's nothing that's a lock here. And that's what makes this this couple of weeks out of the month of March just so incredible. The final four that we are about to watch this coming week is going to be extraordinary. We're talking an all-timer. We're talking about an unprecedented, never-before-happened type final four where you have four teams in it that nobody expected to be in it. Three teams in particular that, I mean, you wouldn't have had a prayer in the world guessing those three teams, Miami, FAU, and SDSU making it. Love that. Extraordinary stuff. The only thing that really sucked, at least I hated, I hated the ending. I hated the ending of Creighton FAU. You want to know what it reminded me of? It reminded me to a T of the end of the Super Bowl, where, yes, 
Is it pass interference or a holding? Probably. Is that a shooting foul? A foul? Probably. Do I hate the call in that situation? Absolutely. Did I lose money because of that call in which I hated? Absolutely. And that is where it brought me back to a dark place. And by dark place, I mean, what was it? February 15th, late fourth quarter, where not only do you have to watch the Chiefs win another one, but you have to watch them win it the way they did. That game deserved overtime. It sucked. It ended the way it did. But, you know, you you get a few days removed. Time goes on. Yeah, it was the right call. There's just something about me, and I know people get drilled online when they say this, but they say, and and there's part of me that's like this. There's part of me that's like, is it a foul or is it a flag? Yes. Should it be called in that situation? No. That's how I am. I know it's it's completely hypocritical, and it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But I think we've been conditioned as sports fans, not just within football, but all sports. When you get down to the final moments, you've been conditioned for the game to not end in an anticlimactic way. Right when the game comes down to that much, you know that much hype surrounding the ending. You've watched a full game; it comes down to the final seconds. At that point, you've already convinced yourself you're going to get an all-time ending because that's the way it's been set up. So I think that's what happens with me. It's not necessarily to do with the call itself, but it has to do with the fact that the the air gets completely blown out of the balloon. I felt that way about that Creighton game felt that way about the uh, the Super Bowl. So yeah, March Madness was great. My birthday was this past weekend. This is my first show as a 26-year-old. And with the scary part of that, and it goes back to my, my constant point where I say, I can't believe it's this time of the year. I can't believe I'm closer to 30 years old than I am to 20. I was just talking about this with my girlfriend. And this is a weird thing. And I guess there's probably people who watch this who can't even fathom the fact that they're, you know, getting their license was only a decade ago. But the fact that I have now I have now had a driver's license for a decade and I still vividly remember taking the driver's test. It's just a it's just a weird reality I'm living in all of a sudden where you blink and this is where I'm at. So that was a weird realization over the weekend as I'm watching college hoops clock turns. I'm now closer to 30 than I am to 20. And hopefully that means I'm closer to a Buffalo Bills Super Bowl than I was when I was at 20 years old. So let's get into some Bills talk, shall we? Where I want to start right now before I get Rev in here, because I know he wants to talk about rap. He wants to talk about D-Hop. He wants to talk about the new stadium renderings. I feel like every time I'm on with you, this is like the second or third time over the last two months where I've been on live with you the day that new renderings drop. And I think Brother Bill posted this, which was hilarious. It was so spot on, and it's kind of, back to the whole thing we've been doing this past week around, uh, surrounding DeAndre Hopkins, where nobody, no, nobody legitimate, you know, no, no legitimate reports, no legitimate offerings, no leaks of contact with DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, of course, there's been insiders who have laid a little bit of, you know, they, they, they've laid some pebbles on the ground for us to follow, right? But nothing concrete. But we as fans, we will take the littlest nibble. It's almost like if you're a, if you're like a mouse, and there's a full wheel of cheese, or there's a full brick of cheese on the wheel, or there's a cube of cheese on the wheel. 
You're going to get on that wheel either way. You love it. And you're going to just keep spinning and spinning and spinning. And that's what we do as fans. We take the cheese, no matter how big we hop on that wheel and we spin until we feel satisfied. And of course, right now we don't feel satisfied. And brother Bill, I think it was him. Yeah, it was him. He posted earlier. Uh, it's that meme from Pawn Stars. Cause you know how they, you know, you know how they'll get a guy in some guy will bring in uh I've seen this episode. Some guy will bring in a, a New England Patriots Super Bowl ring, and the and, and you know how that you know how uh, Rick is from from Pawn Stars. He'll, uh, he'll he goes, uh, you know what? I, I got a guy who specializes in New England Patriots Super Bowl rings, and you're thinking to yourself, dude, this this guy's got a guy for everything. I mean, I could bring in like I could bring in like use my used underwear and be like, yo, Rick, what what, what do you got for me here? And he'd be like, yo, let me call my used underwear guy. Let me see what he thinks about these. There's a couple of these shit stains. They, they, they might be worth something here. You know, let me call my guy. So, you know, he calls this guy. He comes in, takes a look. Yeah, that's legit. Oh, wow. It's, uh, you know, it's Tom Brady's ring. Okay, wow, wow. Okay, yeah. All right, I'm going to appraise this thing at $150,000. And he's like, the guy, the guy who brings it in is like, oh, my God, this is the greatest day of my life. So he's thinking he's going to walk out of there with 150 k right? Then the guy leaves. And he goes to Rick. He goes, so what do you think? Thinking 150, Rick, Rick will go, eh, best I can do is 40K. And you just watch the wind get sucked out of this guy's cell, right? So the meme that Brandon, or that, uh, <laughs> that Brother Bill put up earlier, it was like the guy comes in looking for DeAndre Hopkins. And then Rick, Har- Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars, he's Brandon Bean, and he goes, Best I can do is new stadium renderings. <laughs> it almost feels like, hey, all right, we know you've been looking for the full brick of cheese, Bills Mafia. We'll throw you, a, we'll throw you a square. Here's a couple new pictures of the stadium. But I tell you, the more I see that stadium, the more I'm getting used to it. Right, the more it's becoming real. I'm very excited for it. I can't wait. Before we get into all of that, wanted to talk about something that I think completely correlates. With, with something that I have talked about on this show religiously. And it also correlates to the most recent signing for the Bills at the running back position in signing Damian Harris. We talked about this last week when the news broke and we got that news breaking 20 minutes before the show. That was awesome. So I didn't have a whole lot of time, of course, to really let it sink in. I was doing it with you guys. It was all hitting me in real time while I was on here with you. But what hit me instantly, and it took almost no time to think about, and it really took me, you know, no brain power whatsoever. The first thing that hit me was this signing was exclusively to try and at least alleviate some of the pressure from Josh Allen. Now, of course, that might be an easy answer anytime you have somebody on the offensive end that can do more for this team. That, of course, equates to less on Josh Allen's shoulders. It makes Josh Allen's life easier. But the... Where my mind went was I feel as though Damian Harris is going to be used in situations where Josh Allen has been relied upon almost to a fault. And that, of course, is running the football and running it in situations where it's guaranteed that he is going to get nailed. I don't have the exact quote on this, but I could swear I scrolled up. I scrolled past this on something the other day where Josh Allen takes a hit on 66 percent of the uh, 66 percent of the time he crosses the line of scrimmage. There are some quarterbacks who don't touch 30, 40%. They slide. Some quarterbacks are incredibly good at that. 
Now, obviously, what what makes us love Josh Allen 10 times more than we already do is the fact that he will leap over you. He will lower his shoulder and run you over. That's what we love about. And when you do nail him, he gets up and laughs in your face like a complete imbecile in the best way possible, like psychopath type mentality in a way that you you just you think to yourself, man, glad that guy's on my team because that dude is nuts, right? But we all know we've seen this. We have seen the sample size, and it's not good. Quarterbacks who continuously get banged up and banged up, despite him not being injured. The bill of health that Josh Allen has had in, throughout his early career here, with as much as he runs, with as much of a bruiser as he is, his overall play style, it, it, it's honestly nothing short of a miracle. I mean, let's face it. The reason Lamar Jackson right now isn't on, on a team, the Ravens, whoever, the Dolphins, the Jets, whoever might want to make a, a move on him. It's in large part due to the fact that he cannot stay on the field. Over the last two years, Lamar Jackson has been very injury prone. And that is due to the fact that he is a quarterback that relies just as much on his legs as he does on his arm. Now, Josh Allen isn't as much to that extent as Lamar Jackson is, but he's up there. And he takes a licking. Josh Allen takes a licking. And we all know that behind this offensive line, which has been less than sub, you know, less than average, let's face it, behind this run game that has been Josh Allen, the rest has been less than average. It, it, it has become inevitable that if you continue to ride this horse, if you continue to go down this path of letting Josh Allen be a human battery ram while simultaneously trying to win the game on his shoulders every single week, I mean, it's just inevitable something bad's going to happen. Now, when I say bad, that doesn't necessarily mean injury. But what it could mean is that his career is shorter than you'd want it to be. He's just been too banged up over over time. I mean, frankly, it happened to Ben Roethlisberger, right? It It happened to Cam Newton. Ben Roethlisberger played forever, but we all saw what happened to, to him towards the end of his career. It was a decline that was almost sad to watch. And then with Cam Newton, he went from MVP to, you know, th- this guy can't even stay in the league anymore. Now, I think we could all agree that as far as raw talent is concerned, Josh Allen has the potential to be far greater than both of them, especially Cam Newton. But the athleticism and the skill set is way broader than Big Ben as well. Even if that stuff doesn't happen, do you want to chance it? You don't. The Bills have been waiting for a franchise quarterback since this little guy behind me next to Stephon Diggs, a little Funko Pop there, staring off in the distance, ready to let it rip. Number 12. And I was crapping my pants in diapers instead of the usual shorts I'm wearing when I crap my pants. I wasn't even alive for this stuff. We have waited that long. Do you want to roll the dice every year and try to cut short what took over two decades to try and find? My immediate thought when the Bills go out and get Damian Harris is we are going to put this guy in situations to get the short yardage by lowering his shoulder, getting through, getting through the goal line, getting through a fourth and one. We're going to use him in those situations so that we can save Josh Allen for situations where we need him the most. And I think we all felt like like this as fans. I know I sure as hell felt like this, and I know that we have talked about this a lot on here. But it was nice to hear just recently in an interview that Sean McDermott did that he feels the exact same way. And I think what he told us 
in this interview, essentially, is that the goal coming into this next season and probably the goal surrounding this recent signing is to do exactly what I'm talking about here. To take some of the pressure off of Josh Allen, but more importantly, to put him in a position where he's not getting wrecked 10 plus times a game. So, going to queue up the interview here that Sean McDermott did. Let's take a listen as to what Sean McDermott had to say about the potential philosophy change coming into this season surrounding the offense and surrounding the way the offense approaches Josh Allen, his play style, and how they can protect him and keep him healthy for as long as they possibly can. A quarterback in this league, I don't think that that's a healthy way to play quarterback in this league. It's really undefeated that things are going to happen when you play that that style, that brand of football. Um, and so we've got to get that, we've got to get that adjusted. It's never going to go completely away, um, but it has to get to where it's, um, it's workable. I don't want to take his, his personality away from him as far as that goes, his signature. Um, but um, there needs to be an adjustment in, the, in that style of play. I think it's perfectly said. And I think he says that yeah, in a way that is that very hard. understandable. He kind of he kind of lays it out in a way that, you know, kind of summarizes what I think everybody's thought process is. And what everybody's thought process is, is, yeah, Josh Allen, he is one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league currently. And we want him to remain that way. And if we, as a franchise, can do whatever we can to help mitigate potential injury, or the career being cut short, then we need to do that. And I don't think we've heard this come out of the mouth of anybody within the organization. I mean, I think it's been dropped every now and then, but I don't think we've heard it as straight up as we just did from Sean McDermott. And I think that that was very telling as to what we could expect this coming season. I think it was also very telling as to why we just saw Damian Harris become a member of of the Buffalo Bills this past week. And like I said last week on the show here in regard to that signing, he doesn't need to come in and be Barry Sanders because he's not going to come in and be Barry Sanders. The Bills don't need that. Frankly, they aren't looking for that. That's not the way they operate. That's not the way they want to operate. But if you look at what Josh Allen's workload is right now when it comes to winning the ball game each week, you really could argue it, it really comes down to about 90, 90% plus him. I, I referenced last week the game against the Miami Dolphins late in the year, the snow game. That that particular game, in my opinion, as someone who was at, in the stadium and watched it, sitting in the end zone where they won it at, so it was all coming towards me, and you're just kind of watching it all unfold. That game to me, you could argue 99% of that game came down to Josh Allen. He had to do absolutely everything. And if you remember, when they got in the red zone, it was all Josh Allen. He had to do it all. He had two touchdowns in the red zone that game where it was either the, the pass was completed and, you know, hooray, or it was, we're completely screwed, the half's over, or it's fourth down and we're out of downs here. Whereas I think if you have a guy like Damian Harris that you can rely on to get yards in those type of situations, it changes the entire complexion of your offense. 
And as much as I like what Devin Singletary brought to the table and as much as I thought he was better for the Bills than people gave him credit for, he was not the type of guy you were going to hand the ball off to in the in, in goal line situation, in short yardage situation, in much in must need, you know, down and distance type uh, type set, uh, type settings. Josh Allen's that guy for that. The fact that they have the option to do that now, I think it's extraordinary for multiple reasons. I think it opens up the playbook. I think it allows this offense to do things that we have not seen before, where you're allowed. Within the play calling system, you're allowed to explore things outside of keeping the ball in Josh Allen's hands. And I think on top of that, what you get from that is a healthier Josh Allen. Who doesn't have to succumb to as many hits as we've seen him take as of late. Because like I, like I said just a, just a few minutes ago, it, it truly is a minor miracle that Josh Allen has been as healthy as he has been. I mean, I think it just speaks to the type of, I mean, the guy isn't human. There's some things this guy does that just really makes you wonder if he was born on this planet or not. I think that I, I wondered too, and, and I know I'm guilty of this. I, I think sometimes we take for granted the health of Josh Allen for a couple of reasons. One, you you wouldn't you wouldn't know like it's not one of those things you'd worry about until you worried until you had to worry about it. And once you'd have to worry about it, you'd realize quickly how just how much you would have to worry about it. We kind of had that scare last year with the shoulder. And it's just like shit. You know, in an instance, you go from Super Bowl uh, hopefuls to the season's over if something like that were to be worse than what it was, right? I think sometimes we take that for granted because not only the way he plays and the fact that he hasn't had that type of injury, but also when you look around the league and see all these other guys who seem to be getting hurt over much less. Right? So I think why it's it's kind of like, you know, it's it's kind of like having insurance, or it's kind of like, you know, buying a generator before uh the inevitable ice storm or whatever. Wouldn't you rather have it before you actually needed it? The Bills haven't actually needed it. Now, of course, when you're talking about, you know, the offense in itself, play calling, the ability to hand the ball off and, and not, you know, feel like it was a wasted play because you get a yard or two. Elbow, by the way, yeah, good. thanks for the correction on that. Um, but there you go. That's a perfect example. Like, it was so, like, you know, yeah, it bothered him all year, right? But you can, he could just, you, you plowed through it. And even though you knew it was bothering him, in some games you could tell it was worse than others, it was never really a focal point. Because he's out on the field. It would be a major focal point if he wasn't. And I think that if you have the generator in place, which maybe now might be Damian Harris, when, you know, you, you didn't necessarily need it yet. Nothing bad has happened. I'd rather be prepared. I'd rather be able to prevent something bad from happening. So that way we never have to worry about it at all. And of course, you know, it, it, it's, not, it's not as easy as it sounds. When Josh Allen did hurt his elbow, that was that was in the pocket. I mean, that wasn't even a type of play where you would expect any quarterback to get hurt, much less Josh Allen, but that's what football is. It's usually fluke plays that wind up being, you know, the season enders or the ones where you're like, I cannot believe that that's how this, this goes down. 
if you were to if you were to imagine Josh Allen getting injured, I think you would imagine it being something pretty insane for that guy to have to, you know, sit on the sidelines. But we just saw last year with the elbow, it was in the pocket, and it wasn't like he was being mauled either. It was just a routine play. So I love the approach in signing Damian Harris, and as the in, as more time comes on uh, throughout, or as more time elapses since that signing, the more I like it the more I'm getting used to the fact that we could be able to see a different Bills offense this year. And no matter how big it is, and this is back to the point, I don't even think I I, uh, circled back on this point, back to what I was saying earlier about the Barry Sanders thing and whatnot. If you're talking about that Miami Dolphins game or whatever game where you're talking about a 90% plus reliancy on Josh Allen getting it done, as I keep saying, it doesn't need to be this extraordinary type run game that knocks that 90% down to 50%. I think all we're looking for, including what Sean McDermott just said there, I think all we're looking for is a 10% decrease. And I think that would be, I I think that would be more significant than we could even imagine. Truly. Because I don't think we know what that looks like. Ever since Josh Allen's been on this team, we haven't had that bruiser at, at running back. And as the recent years have gone by here. We've noticed that it really has been exclusively Josh Allen running the ball. This will be different. How much different? I'm not entirely sure. How much improved? I'm not entirely sure either. We saw and looked at the stats last week from Damian Harris. It could go one of two ways or it could be right down the middle. Jury's out on that, and I don't know how high my expectations are. But what I will say is I am excited for the possibilities. And I'm also excited that I think the goal and the inevitable outcome of this could be a healthy Josh Allen and a, you know, a safety blanket for him in which he might not have had otherwise. Ah, all right, let's take some uh let's take a look at some comments here while I wait for Rev. He said I he said start without me like you'd be here within 5 minutes and here's a half an hour gone by. I don't want to wait on talking about the good stuff here too much longer. So I'll shoot Rev a message, but if he's not on, then we got to get it down to brass tacks here. Taking a look at some comments here. Do, 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 do. Let's see. Let's see what Cody's got saying here. He goes, I love how D Hop is the main talk. We need to fix the main reason we haven't made the Super Bowl these past few years defense. I think D Hop, Cody, is the main talk because. Well, for one, it's DeAndre Hopkins. It's kind of like, you know, right now, as the show elapses, we signed Taylor Rapp today, right? Anybody get incredibly excited about that? I barely know who Taylor Rapp is. I'm not going to sit here and lie and pretend like I do. I know that at, at this moment in time, what, is he probably going to be a third, a third string safety, perhaps? Rotational player, kind of like what he was for the L.A. Rams. I think the immediate excitement for something like DeAndre Hopkins, or this happens every single time any big-name player gets put on the trade block or hits free agency, that's why everybody wants to sign him. Most people don't even think about what they might bring to the, to the table. They think about the name and what they've done in the past. I look at DeAndre Hopkins, however, and I think to myself, never played with a quarterback like Josh Allen with that type of arm. Never played in an offense where he has a legitimate stud wide receiver one on the other side of him. 
to where it doesn't have to be him and only him. And that's what it was in Houston. And that's what they wanted it to be in Arizona. I think it was like that for a little while. It never fully, you know, it never fully came around to exactly what they wanted it to be. That's why he's on the trade block right now. I look at what DeAndre Hopkins could be for this team. And it's not just DeAndre Hopkins. I look at what any potential wide receiver one currently in this league or fringe wide receiver one, a Jerry Judy, for instance, who we've heard his name be tossed around. However, Sean Payton, uh, just this past week, how true this is, we'll never know. You know how it goes. Coaches, GMs, everybody likes to bluff. I think we saw some, some of that from Brandon Bean recently here in talking about DeAndre Hopkins and saying that, you know, social media is one thing and, and nothing's happened there. I mean, for all we know, it could already be done. You know how this league goes. But, I think if you bring in a guy, a proven, solidified fringe wide receiver one or, you know, solidified solidified wide receiver one, we, we don't know what this offense currently would look like with another stud wide receiver on the opposite side of Stephon Diggs. I couldn't imagine. And think about it like this. If Damian Harris comes in and has a year closer to he did two years ago than he did last year when he was injured and didn't get in as much, if he has a year closer to his ceiling and you get a, an additional wide receiver, one type wide receiver to take some of the workload off of Stefan Diggs and open the field up. I mean, right there, who the hell knows what the, what the capabilities are. And then people might argue, well, you know, Deandre Hopkins, does he still have it? Is he still as good as he used to be? He might not be in his prime anymore. He might not be what we saw beat us on the Hal Murray. He might not be what we saw early in Houston. But you can't tell me that his skill set and his overall presence he brings as a wide receiver would not be elevated to, to its highest potential with a quarterback like Josh Allen throwing him the ball, with Stephon Diggs on the same team as him being able to share the workload. And not to mention, I also think you bring in a guy like DeAndre Hopkins and you watch, Gabriel Davis will have a year way more similar to we did two years ago than he did last year. Because that was when that was when Gabe Davis was not expected to be the wide receiver too. It's when the Bills still had Cole Beasley and when Cole Beasley was an all-pro slot receiver. That was missing last year. Gabe Davis had to step up into a role that, frankly, he just did not fit into yet. Potential could still be there. We don't know. But let's face it, it, it we had a lot of expectation for Gabe Davis last year, and it did not fully hit home. Not close. I guarantee you if another wide receiver gets put on this team that's closer to the skill level of Diggs, you watch how much better Gabe Davis will be without having to be that wide receiver too. Guaranteed. So I think just the sheer presence, because even if you bring in DeAndre Hopkins and he's not, you know, he's not all pro caliber at the wide receiver position, he's not about to break his own personal records with Buffalo, like we've seen countless other wide receivers do, right? John Brown, Diggs, Cole Beasley. Even if that doesn't happen, the opposing defense has to factor in for Stephon Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins every week. I mean, just say that out loud. Say that out loud. Imagine we're going up against a team this week. You know, imagine this is the imagine this is the Patriots. That's a shit example because I can't and, and I can't right now in my mind. I can't right now in my mind make myself fear the Patriots. It's just like it's so weird, but it's impossible. Well, it's another example. Okay, perfect example. All right. Uh, imagine 
the Chiefs. Imagine we had to play the Chiefs this week, and they have Stephon Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins. How are you feeling about it? You're not feeling good. It's kind of how I feel when we play the Bengals. The Bengals heavily outweigh what we could, well, at least last year when Poyer was out and Hyde was out, and, you know, clearly Tredavious White was not 100%. It's kind of how I felt when we played them each time we went into it, before the game ended with the DeMar Hamlin situation, and then obviously what, what happened in the playoffs. You go up against that wide receiver core, which in my opinion, if it's not the best in the league, it's two or three. I don't really know how you could argue anything other than that. That is when you think the Bengals, you think top quarterback and you think top wide receiver unit. Right now you think with the Bills, you think Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. You don't think top wide receiver core. You don't. And you also look at the Bengals. They have a better run game and they have a better offensive line. I think a lot of the offense and a lot of the capabilities of the quarterback can be expanded, obviously, the deeper your wide receiver core goes. And I just think if the Bills can, and this is this goes for everybody. People are saying OBJ in here. I'm I'm way more I'm way more adverse to the OBJ signing than I am to DeAndre Hopkins signing. Caroline just walked in. What do you think about it, Caroline? Come on over here. Come here. I want to ask you a question. Caroline's been, she's been doing a lot of studying on this. So this is your yeah. time to shine. You're the Bills GM. Okay. General manager. General man. That, that's good. Good job. Are you going DeAndre Hopkins or are you risking it and doing OBJ off the injury with the potential that, hey, maybe he comes back to, to form and we get him back as, as good as ever? What? Secure the bag, Hopkins. You're all over it. Oh, my God, of course. You're D-Hop all day? He's the other guy. You don't know him? Don't want to curse, but. So you're all over D-Hop. Oh, D-Hop. Can all you explain way, 100%. why? 100%. So if you were the Bills general manager right now, Brandon Bean, you would say, where do I sign? Bucket, done yeah, deal, I'll do whatever. That. Now, would you do Would you, Would you? you do what the Cardinals are asking for? Would you do a Christian McCaffrey-type package? You think in packaging? I'm thinking, like, let's go left on the first one and go right on the second one. See, this is where you're losing me. This is where you're losing me. Because this is where I think that I think this is where the brakes got hit this past week, of course, right? As soon as Arizona found out that there was clear interest from major contenders throughout the league in DeAndre Hopkins, it seemed like they got greedy, right? Oh, I mean, the fact that they could even put in writing, oh, we're looking, we're looking for a package like Christian McCaffrey. I, I, I mean, this is the same organization, I guess, that signed Kyler Murray to an infinite amount of money in a contract that maybe he didn't deserve yet while simultaneously putting in that contract that the kid doesn't study enough, doesn't basically work hard enough, and letting that be known to the entire league and the entire fan base. So maybe it's not as insane as we think it is, but if they're actually actively trying to move Deandre Hopkins, they are going to need to come off of that asking price. Because I'll tell you right now, if the bills put that package together for Deandre Hopkins and weren't willing to do it for Christian McCaffrey, I'd lose my damn mind. I mean, you saw what Christian McCaffrey was all all year for San Francisco. And, of course, that was never going to happen with Buffalo. It just seemed like it was way too high of an asking price. And this goes back to exactly what I'm talking about right now. 
If it was too high for Christian McCaffrey, it is it is out of this stratosphere high for DeAndre Hopkins. And it's not just with Buffalo. There's no team out there that's gonna that's gonna do it. Maybe New England. I could see New England doing it. All of a sudden, New England's gone from a team that you 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 would expect to make the smartest and most calculated moves in the league. You go from that to now all of a sudden they're signing Juju Smith-Schuster to three-year deals. I, I don't know what has gone on. I mean, it, truly, it, it, the fall from grace in New England, it, it, it will be studied forever. Juju Smith-Schuster, and this, this is fairly new, of course, too. This is absolute Looney Tunes to me. The last place on earth I expect the guy who spends tw- you know twice as much time on TikTok as the average, as much as she, he spends twice as much time on TikTok as my fifteen-year-old cousin. The last place on earth I would expect him to have gone was New England, and this just goes to show you now the discrepancy between where New England used to be and where teams like Kansas City are now in Buffalo. But Kansas City, a great example, but of course, because Juju is now coming from Kansas City. The Chiefs did it absolutely perfectly. Frankly, they did it the way New England would have done it a decade ago. They get rid of Tyreek Hill at the perfect time. They don't want to pay him. They have plenty of other guys, including Patrick Mahomes, that are going to be making way too much money. It seemed like the relationship was fizzling out anyways, so they get rid of him at the perfect time. They absolutely won that deal with Miami. So in order to supplement that, they go and get Juju on a one-year deal for $7 bucks. And what do they do? They go and win a Super Bowl with him. They go and win a Super Bowl with him. That raises his value way beyond what it probably is in New England, Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft is the team that's going to take the bait and give him a three-year, 30-plus million dollar deal? That, to me, and this is what I don't want the Bills, this is what I don't want the Bills to do with DeAndre Hopkins, and they won't do it. That is not, it's just, it's not, it's not feasible. And it's just not smart. Let's take a look at exactly what the, uh, the Cardinals are looking at right now. Just this afternoon, it became public. Cardinals have given DeAndre Hopkins permission to seek out a trade on his own volition. So teams can now talk to DeAndre Hopkins one-on-one with the graces of the Cardinals. So they are actively trying to ship DeAndre Hopkins. That has gotten even more prevalent over the last week, probably more so now than it was last week when we were all convinced he was going to Buffalo and it kind of hit a stalemate. It's not hitting a stalemate because he's not getting traded. He is getting traded. Today they announced early this afternoon, that he can now speak to teams. I'd be shocked if that has not already been in the works at One Bills Drive. There will be a meeting. I'd be stunned if there wasn't. Now, if we take a look, the current 
contract situation for DeAndre Hopkins, in addition to what the Cardinals are looking for, is what's making this whole situation, you know, kind of sitting at a crossroads right now. Hopkins' salary isn't guaranteed. But the Cardinals, if they were to ship him off, they'd be, they'd be putting his salary onto the team in which is taking him in. And I think right now I'm looking at pro football talk. He's got a non-guaranteed compensation package of nearly $20 million this coming year and a $30.75 million cap number in 2023. So what Florio, I think, uh, yeah, what Florio is saying here on PFT, and it makes perfect sense, is the Cardinals are going to have to eat some of that money for one of these teams to be able to take, you know, to, to have a clear conscience in taking DeAndre Hopkins off their hands. And, and it's, it's blatantly obvious that they want to move him. And that's what I'm confused about here when it comes to the asking price that the Cardinals seemingly want. They don't want to pay any of the money off the top of the cap number, which that, that in itself is going to be a problem. And then they also want a second round pick and more back to what I was saying earlier. They, they quoted it or whoever quoted it, the deal, uh, they, they quoted it as a, a Christian McCaffrey type package. I don't think the value right now DeAndre Hopkins brings to a team is quite like the value you're getting from DeAndre, uh, from uh, Christian McCaffrey. I, I think that can speak for itself. Scrolling through here. Let me know what you guys think about the current situation, too, by the way. What would you want to give up for DeAndre Hopkins, if anything? Are you in the camp that you don't want to make a move on? There are people like that. I know, um, I, I, Rev, I don't know. I think he might have uh, had a couple too many burgers tonight over on the food truck. Might have fallen asleep on me. But I know he's in the camp as somebody who's not, he's not really all that sold on DeAndre Hopkins. He's not pawning the table for DeAndre Hopkins. Now, I'm in the camp where if you don't think DeAndre Hopkins instantly makes this team better, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I don't know how you could argue it. And I, and I come back to this point again and again. I, I don't think we understand what the potential of this team could be if a, if a wide receiver even close to De, uh, DeAndre Hopkins type ceiling is put on this roster with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. We don't know what this team looks like with two stud wide receivers. The, the, the second best wide receiver we have had line up with Stephon Diggs is Cole Beasley, and that's a whole different type of receiving. That's a whole different type of game. Now, granted, that year in 2021, there was probably nobody better in the league than Cole Beasley in the slot, and that's why Peter King ultimately elevated him to an all-pro because he was the best slot receiver in the league. And you can't tell me that that wasn't a huge loss last year not having that slot presence, it was obvious. There was not nearly as much, there was not nearly as much open in the middle of the field as there was two years ago. And that showed, especially down the stretch. How many times did we watch the Bills dial up a 40 yard bomb along the sideline on third and four? When it felt like two years ago, that was a situation where you were able to hit Beasley in the middle, keep the chains moving. So, that's how good the Bills were with Beasley, who we know what his limitations are. Now, granted, what he brought to the team, it was a lot, and it was greatly missed last year, right? But now imagine 
getting something like that, but even better potentially, with even more in his arsenal. That's what you're getting from DeAndre Hopkins, and that's what you're getting from any wide receiver who wants to come in and play the part. I don't care. They could draft him, right? It could be Jerry Judy. It could be DeAndre Hopkins. It wouldn't be me, and I guarantee you it won't be Bean to pay OBJ $20 million. I guarantee you there isn't a soul on the planet involved in the National Football League that isn't named maybe Jerry Jones that's going to give Odell Beckham Jr. $20 million. But I'm all for Odell Beckham Jr. if he can come into this team healthy and be that additional presence for Josh Allen alongside Stephon Diggs. Because like I keep saying, even the sheer presence of a DeAndre Hopkins or an OBJ on that field lined up with Josh Allen throwing the ball with the other option on the opposite side of the field being Stephon Diggs, you are going to have to game plan and you are going to have to game plan differently than you've ever game plan against these Bills who are already a tough matchup to begin with. So it'll be very interesting to see how this all shakes up, what Arizona will get. I'm also interested just to find out uh, what I would love to know what the bill. I mean, obviously we will never know this until either it happens or it gets leaked after he gets signed to another team. I would love to know what the bills would be willing to give up. I know they say they want to be conservative this off season. And I understand they have to be fiscally responsible based on, you know, what they've had to do already to shift things around to keep guys like Poyer. And we all we all know the departure of Tremaine Edmonds and Devin Singletary. And, and I mean, these this is just the, the, the nature of, a, of the salary cap business. And we know that the Bills have had to be much more frugal this year than in the past, way more than last year. But there's also, there's also, you know, there, there's, there's the devil and the angel on either shoulder. And I don't even necessarily know if you could argue that one's a devil. I think you got two just pretty rational little guys on your shoulder. One whispering, hey, you know, we got a lot of areas to take, to, to take care of here, uh, including, or not necessarily just including our own team currently built. We need to address this offensive line yesterday. Probably need to address the linebacker position. Address the safety position today, but I don't know how much of a a boost that's going to be in the grand scheme of the starting roster. There's the other guy on the other shoulder saying the other area that needs a major boost, not just for luxury, but for literal competition is the wide receiver position. And I'd be, I'd be way more willing to spend a bit more there to get a guy that's going to be the answer than I would be to either draft a guy you're not 100% sold on or go and get a veteran that is just clearly not going to be able to be a presence that you need him to be. The Bills need a guy that is at least somewhat feared alongside Diggs. And that's not to say that Gabe Davis isn't respected. He's a respectable wide receiver. And when Gabe Davis wants to show up and ball out, he'll show up and ball out. I mean, we've seen some games, including last year, the Pittsburgh Steelers game, of course, comes to mind. When Gabe, when Gabe Davis is when Gabe Davis is on, I mean, he's cooking. But there's just no consistency there. There's none. If if they can get a guy in here, and I can't stress this enough, and this is where it comes back to the whole name situation where people are talking about, you know, 
It's Hopkins, OBJ. I don't give a rat's ass who it is. I simply do not care. If they draft a guy this year who winds up being a bona fide stud, and we've seen that happen time and time again in this league, where rookie wide receivers, second-year wide receivers, all of a sudden you blink, and they're some of the best wide receivers in this entire league. I don't care where it comes from, but it has to happen. The clock's ticking on digs, too. The clock isn't only just ticking on the window in which the Bills are in. The clock is also ticking on Stephon Diggs. It's going to, it's going to be probably sooner than you could probably think that the Bills are going to be trying to find a, a bona fide wide, wide receiver one in itself, not just one to go with, go alongside of Stephon Diggs. Right? He's not getting any younger, and I guarantee after this, this, this contract here, it's going, to be a, it's going to be a different situation. It's going to be an interesting situation. We all know that that, that position, it ages. It, I would say it ages more similar to the running back position than it does to most other positions. Right? And it's weird because the wide receiver position all of a sudden, and I know the Bills haven't had all that much luck in it, in this department, but the wide receiver the wide receiver position all of a sudden is, is, is kind of become, it's, I don't want to say it's disposable like the running back position has become. But we're noticing here that teams are having a much tougher time signing wide receivers to second-year contracts that aren't top 10 wide receivers in this league. It's becoming more rotational, like the running back position has become. Now, that, of course, is the, the outlier. Nothing's more rotational, and nothing's more, you know, the, the turnover is, is no more evident than, than it could be at the at the, at the running back position. But the wide receiver position, is, it, it is like that. The Bills, I, I, they just did that. You, and you know me on here. I, I, I am a big proponent of getting this, this offensive line figured out before you could even expect a guy like Damian Harris to come in here and have a, a, a top-end year before I can even expect Josh Allen to be able to get over the next hump, of course, which is getting to the Super Bowl. Yeah, the, 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 there's plenty of holes that can be filled, some some bigger and smaller than others. You're nuts if you think the wide receiver position isn't one of those holes. Now, somebody who thinks that hole might not be filled as adequately as others do by DeAndre Hopkins is my main man, Rev Rhodes, who finally gets out of work. Up? This guy, you can't keep him from working this. <laughs> what was going on with the truck? I was telling Yo. him, Telling the fam, I said, listen, I think you might have had a couple too many burgers tonight. I think you might have oh. sleep on us. Because I've seen those burgers, Rob. I wouldn't blame you if you had two or three more. Than <laughs> no, to be honest, man. I, so I was I was actually working on cleaning it. I, I, I was uh we're off today. And so um, I, I spent I spent the day, man. This is like this is like, this is li- like literally my job. And so I'm I'm scrubbing the thing down. It's like spring cleaning in my food truck, and I got like a, an 18 footer. So I'm you know, I'm 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 doing the thing, man. And and uh when I when I had messaged you earlier, I was like, "Yo, man, uh, I got that itch," but yeah. I completely forgot. See, I'm thinking like like my show was has been at at eight, at eight thirty, but I completely good, forgot that yours is at eight. I hear you. I mean, you know what's weird? Some there'll be some days. Today was one of them. Eight o'clock. It'll come around like five o'clock. And recently, yeah. with the, when you switch the clock back, yeah, I'm so used to it being dark 
And I love this time of year way more, by the way, where it's lighter out later because it just yeah. it, it, it makes the day so much better. But it, it takes some adjusting. Like recently, I'll walk downstairs at like five, six, and it's still bright out. And I won't yeah. really, it won't really click to me that it's that late. So today, eight o'clock came around. It felt like it was five o'clock. So I totally, right. Like, right. you know, what yeah, I mean? yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's seven o'clock here and it's, I mean, it's still light out. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just completely forgot. So I like, I lost when I, when I realized, oh, shoot, is that, is that, is that eight? I yeah. lost 30 minutes in my head. So, so well, you know, <laughs> you know, I was bringing up earlier and it was, it was interesting because I was, I was thinking about you and, and, and when you said you were doing the food truck thing, I was saying yeah. earlier, there's so many things we do on a daily basis that requires an expertise, a knowledge or an overall, like, you know, somebody man manning the ship of a, of a thing that we go and utilize that we would never think about. So you go up to like, for me, you go up to the food truck, you get your food mm. and you bounce. You don't really think about all that's going in. No. Yeah. We're running the food truck. So yeah, before we get into the Hopkins thing, yeah. Give me like one thing that nobody would know about when it comes to the food truck. Like say like me, I go up, I get my stuff and I bounce. What's one thing I would never think about when it comes to owning one of those things. That's kind of like, you know, it's kind of a crazy element. Oh, that you would. Okay. Yeah, when it comes to owning it. Okay, like as uh, far as owning and running yeah. one, you know. Uh, um, dude, it's uh, I I would just honestly say, man, it's it's a lot of work, man. Like, um, the, I would say that like the prep work, the prep mm. prepping, like I I think maybe maybe some people just think, oh, you know, my food is there, you know, what I'm saying right, but but you don't, yeah. but you miss the fact that, like, before the open, I mean, it's, it's hours before you open, and and you having to prep a whole bunch of food, like. So you get you got the shopping, you've got all that kind of stuff, and it's not just buying the food, but now you got to prep it. You know what I'm saying? You got to cut the tomatoes, cut the onions and the jalapenos and the cheese and all that kind of, and you have to prepare the the the, the burgers, and you have to do a lot of prepping. That's as almost a job in in and of itself. Yeah. Before you get there to start cooking, <laughs> you know. Do you prep it at home or do you prep it on the truck? No, so so I do a little bit of both. It just depends on what it is, man. You know, but. But um, um, it's about half and half, you know, but I do a lot, a lot of the shopping and then uh, like nothing, nothing is pre-cooked at the house. Everything, you know, everything is cooked on the trailer, on the truck. Mm. Um, but, you know, I may dice some, some, some onions or, or like for us, we do like uh, uh, hand cut fries. So like, I mean, we're, we're, we're like, so we're, we're, we're cutting the, cutting the potatoes. Like it's not frozen potatoes. It's, it's, we're literally cutting them, you know, put them in this, in this little machine. We're, we're like cutting them and, and washing them off and drying them and preparing them. And like, it's, it's a lot of work, man, that goes into it before we even open. And so when you guys come to the truck and you just, you know, order your burger or your wings, or whatever, you may think that's it, man, but there's a whole nother job behind that that happens yeah. before you open up. And then you got to, yeah. and then you got to clean up too. Ugh. Well, that's the worst. <laughs> I'm the worst at that. Two last minute yeah. quick flight rapid fire questions that yeah. just hit me. What's up? One, how and where how and when do you decide where you're gonna have the truck at that day? Because like there's okay. there, there's things around me where they'll do like a whole thing where there's a hundred trucks and it's like yeah. the coolest thing. It's like a big yeah. it's almost like being at a food court, but it's yeah, <laughs> it's food trucks. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. So so um all of that is, is done ahead of time. So like like before we even before we even got the truck like like while we're in the process of getting it we're already looking for locations because where we are um, in our county like yeah when you get permits I mean you can almost park anywhere you want to but 
the majority of the places that, that, that you're going to be parking at are like retail spots or they're owned by something else, whatever. And you can't just pull up on there, you know what I'm saying, without getting permission. Yeah. So you have to, so you have to find a spot and talk to the, who over, whoever owns that property. If it's a, you know, if it's a retail spot, it's even more difficult because you got to contact the owners of that. And and sometimes a lot of times they're like, nah, we don't do food trucks here. So it's, it's, a, it's a lot of groundwork, you know, a lot of legwork ahead of time. And so we were fortunate enough to find a spot, you know, that, that, uh, that houses other other food trucks and and uh you know and, and they they charge a very 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 minimal fee for it and so so we we lucked out there um and then another location that we got man uh, we just happened to be driving around we were just driving around so hey man that looks like a good spot let's go let's go talk to to, to someone whoever owns it and uh we you know we we, we landed that spot too so once nice. once you find a good spot man you just you just kind of stick with it and that, that that's what we're doing so our locations man are the same i never would have guessed that so you yeah. you go out and find a spot that you want to like be at as much as you can. You don't just drop it yeah. somewhere random on an on a on a, on a random. No, 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 no. Not not for us, especially when you're when you're just growing. Like, yeah, I get it. A lot of people, you know, you may have the idea like, oh, it's a mobile food truck, so you're just constantly on the move. No, I mean, not, I mean, we're you have to think that we're, we're an establishing business too. And so when you're when you're when you're establishing yourself, customers. I mean, you think about it. Like, you want to know like where they're going to be, you know what I'm saying? On, on a consistent basis. You don't want to have to, mm -hmm. have to guess or have to, Oh man, let me look on social media to see where they are today or, or yeah. tomorrow. And, and dang, they're, they're halfway across town. Now I got to decide whether or not I want to, you know, drive 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? So we find a spot that that's convenient. It's kind of centrally located to one area. And we just, we're just consistent at it there. And then we build up our, our, our base there. And then when we decide to branch off and go other places, you know, our, our current customer base, they're willing to, to follow us, you know? Last quick question. Yeah. As somebody who, as I sit here every week, I don't, I'm sure you guys can tell, and you guys are very kind. You never bring it up. I sweat my damn ass off doing this show. I, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's the it's the constant having because yeah. like when you're talking by yourself, it, I don't think people realize how much brain power it takes to talk to yourself. <laughs> yeah, for like it takes two a lot. Hours. Yeah, I want all of you. And just I mean, don't get me wrong. I love it. Don't get me wrong. Try and sit in your room and uh, don't do this. It, it'll be weird. No, right? it would be funny. They I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> try sitting in your room for like an hour and stare in the mirror and talk to yourself. And and having a conversation. Notice, yeah. yeah. Your brain's going to want to explode. So I, it just, I don't know what it is, but it gets me going and I just get all hot. How hot is it in that <laughs> truck when you guys are like in a mad rush? Man. Okay. I wish I would. I wish you would have, you know, like if this, if this question would have came up earlier, I would have shown you a picture. I'll tell you what, matter of fact, dude, hold on, hold on a second. <laughs> Keep talking. Cause I, matter of fact, I got it on my phone and well, I may be I able just, to pull up here. Well, it's it's I, burning up hot, dude. It's ridiculously hot. Like, I people, worked in the, the food industry for a long time too, from yeah. high school all through college, pizza shop. So I'm, I just remember, yeah, you know, like around dinner time when there was a rush going and you had four industrial ovens going at like 500 degrees. I mean, mm. it was like working in a damn uh, in, uh, inferno. It's so, oh, dude, it's, I, I, I wasn't prepared for how hot it is, especially yeah. now we're out here in the desert. So we're in El Paso, Texas, Southwest Texas, man. Summertime is when things really get popping and it's triple digits. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, 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 it's hot, man. And then when you, when you're in the truck, you, you imagine you're standing over a grill. First of all, like, like the deep fryer is, is set to 375, 400 degrees. So that thing is, is, is on fire. Right. <laughs> and, and then you've got, then you've got the, 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 the flat top, the stove burning. And that's, that's, that, that's, that's added heat. And then plus it's, it's triple digits outside. And then you cut on, then you got to cut on the exhaust. Right. And, and the exhaust, 
sucks every bit of air that's that's in the truck and that's even outside into the truck. So you're getting extra heat, man. Like it is. Plus you're in Texas. <laughs> I'm, I'm in Texas, man. It is ridiculously hot, dude. It, it's like, oh, uh, it is so hot, dude. Like if you're not if you're not prepared, like you will literally find yourself um, in the hospital, which well, is ex- which is exactly what happened to me. Rev, if you want, if we want to look like a couple of pansies real quick, our, our main man Ronnie Ringer coming in here saying, "I know the heat all too well. I worked in a steel mill for forty five years." Oh yeah, here no. we are talking about cooking some pizzas and some burgers. Ronnie's like, yeah, hold on, man. <laughs> I was in, I was up in the steel mill for half a century, so I know what a little bit of heat feels like. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. He no, got but I hear you though, dude. I mean it, and I see. I remember what it was in the pizza shop. Yeah. I couldn't imagine compressing that down to the truck and then also oh. having no space to move either. You know what I mean? Oh. Dude, it's 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 ridiculously hot. Like I wasn't prepared for it. Like when we first opened, it, we opened in September here, which mm. is which is a, a just fire blazing hot, right? And um I was so excited and I had my adrenaline going. I didn't I didn't properly take care of myself beforehand. I I didn't I didn't eat, I didn't I didn't hydrate, and so here I am. First day we're open, uh, soft opening, and we are slammed, dude. And I'm like, I'm over the grill. I got adrenaline going, so I'm, I'm good. They don't even realize that I haven't drunk anything or eaten anything. And all of a sudden, dude, like I get like a little bit, a little break, and I'm getting woozy, bro. Like I'm like, wait, I don't, I don't feel good, man. Hold on a second. I got to slow down for a second. So it's like I, I, I'm slowing down. I'm getting dizzy. And then like another rush comes, and so I'm like trying to push through that. And customers' orders are sitting there, and I'm like, I'm about to pass out, you know. And then I, I sit down. And and I just lock up, dude. Like my whole body locks up. Like hands start shaking. My like my hands, like the cramps, full body cramps. Um, my my wife, she has to she 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 gets on the truck. I mean, and she tries to take over. And I'm like, dude, I'm out of it. I, I can't I can't even stand. I can't move. Uh, I had to get help to the car and sit in some AC. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm thinking like I'm about to I'm about to go, bro. Like it's like it's it's like that's lights out. You know, it's lights out, bro. Like it's it's. Is that serious? Like I've never, I've never been in that situation before at all. And uh, we had to like shut it down. Like it got that bad. We shut down shop. Tell hey man, we're closed. And I had to get rushed to the ER. Uh, it was bad, bro. And come to find out, man, I was severely dehydrated on the brink of of, of heat stroke, um, ridiculous cramps, dude. Like it, it was, it was bad. I had to get IVs in me. I'm, I'm in the hospital, man, in the ER, bro. Oh. Getting, yeah, first day on the job. Wait, I'm. This is starting to. I'm starting to remember this. This happened last year. In the season, yeah, in the September. season, yeah, yeah. No. Okay, now, okay, yeah. But I don't yeah. know if I ever entirely knew it was because you were just absolutely dicing the grill up. Oh, I mean, yeah. Maybe you just—I don't even think I put that together. Oh, dude, I, I was in there, man, and it—it wow. it, it almost, it almost, Damn. it almost took me out, bro. Like it, it was that are you, serious. Are you still hunting a picture down over there? Or are we giving? Yeah, I really because I because <laughs> my wife took a picture. I'm in the ER. And I'm I'm laying I'm laying in the in the in the bed with with IVs needles stuck in my arms oh and I'm looking God. like like I can't believe this happened dude it, like the first the first day it was bad Man, it was, I it can was only bad. imagine yeah but hey yeah. you're giving the people what they want that's a little bit of that of that oh that here we go special sauce the red burger the fries there it is baby. there he is you see me? yep <laughs> you know that you just woke up there and you're like you're like. Tell me well, tell yeah, me. I was because I was almost out of it. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. like, yeah, I was gone, bro. I was. Yeah. So how long did it take you to feel back to like not 
feeling like uh, you were just ugh, you know like i don't even know how long it took man i would i would say maybe an hour dude and oh i would yeah yeah an hour maybe maybe a couple hours i mean when they put that iv in you and you start getting 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 that those fluids yeah. um you start feeling a whole lot better man but i dude, i was out of it man like i was and i was i was frustrated because i couldn't i couldn't communicate the way i like my head like they're asking me questions and 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 i couldn't articulate it the way i like i'm thinking and i was getting mad dude i'm like i can't i can't even talk right it right. was dude yeah it was bad man Take care of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Moral so I guess I guess the lesson learned here is if you're working in a food truck or a steel mill, uh, hydration is key. Rather, oh, as yeah. we transition from the food truck industry to the Buffalo Bills, yes. which I know since it is the smoke break, we oftentimes have to pivot from one thing to another that have right, absolutely right. no correlation to do with one another. But I think we can find some correlation here because I personally think the Bills would be in Fuego, and they would be cooking if they got my man DeAndre Hopkins on the roster. Now, you, right. you're not adverse to it. You don't hate it, but you're not as gung-ho about it as maybe others are. You have had some interesting thoughts, I think, about the potential of bringing him in. So I wanted to give you the floor yeah. here and kind of share your thoughts as to where you stand on Hopkins and then how that also correlates to your thoughts on the need for another wide receiver mm -hmm. and what that could potentially be for this team. Well, um, first and foremost, man, like DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins is him. Okay. He, he's, he was him before Diggs was him. All right. So I'm not saying that adding DeAndre Hopkins to this current bills roster would not um, improve the team. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm all for it. If they can make it work and it, and it makes sense uh, because when you look at it, you look at the rest of the AFC East, you see these teams getting better. You see the, the, the the secondaries and the defensive backs that, that, that we're going to be facing. You see Jalen Ramsey going to the going to the Miami Dolphins already with Xavier Howard. You see the young Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed and, and, and the Jets and and whatnot. And so you know um, that you're going to have to have some weapons to compete against those types of of, of defenders. Um, and so DeAndre Hopkins would take a lot of a lot of pressure off of Stephon Diggs, no doubt. Um, I don't think Gabe Davis is that guy um, to be that 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 bona fide number two wide receiver. We saw what happened against the Jets. They put sauce on him, locked him up, and double digs. Like so, you need that guy, um, and DeAndre Hopkins would definitely be that guy. I just I, I'm just of the belief right now that I don't think the Bills are desperate. I don't, I don't think they necessarily need Hopkins or OBJ or Jerry Judy. It, this is this is what I think because when I when I think about weaponry, I think they they can add to the weaponry on offense in different ways and not just at the wide receiver position. And I put out a tweet here a few days ago and it said this, I says, um, here's my very unpopular opinion. The bills don't necessarily need DeAndre Hopkins, OBJ or Judy. I said, they, they can do one of the two things. They can draft tight end because mm. the tight end position is extremely, extremely strong this year. And I would, I would say it's stronger than the wide receiver position. The wide receiver position is kind of a mixed bag there. Um, there's really no number one alpha doll. Like this is the guy, bona fide number one guy. There's a bunch of of guys that are just kind of you know here around the middle. Now you may get a few of them in the first round, but none of them who really just stand out and wow you. But the tight end position is ridiculous, especially the top end of it. And you've got a guy like like Michael Mayer from from Notre Dame, six foot four, six five, two fifty, big guy, highly productive in Notre Dame, um, runs extremely good routes, great hands. Um, he, he when you watch him on tape, he's he's phenomenal. He's tied in one to me. So they can either draft Michael Mayer or Darnell Washington, who's, who we've heard about a lot of times, that big tight end from Georgia, six, 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 seven, 
260, 270, um, very athletic, who the Bills have met with, uh, met with at the Combine, matter of fact. And we talk about the Bills and how they love to get guys who are who have these traits. Um, I heard somebody today say that that Darnell Washington is like the Josh Allen of the tight end class. You know, he's like he's he may not be the tight end one coming out, but he has the upside of like a jo- like Josh Allen did when he got out when he came right out. Right up Dean's alley too. Yeah, like. yeah, man. And and so you get somebody like that who's raw too. He's not like he he wasn't even the, the number one guy. Um, Georgia. There was uh, this guy named Powers was the number one tight end there, but but John Darnell, man, he he is just so physically gifted and athletically gifted. It's hard to pass on a guy like him. So if you add him or either one of those guys with Knox, I think it'll open up the offense, and the offense will will have a four headed monster that's not necessarily these top three wide receivers in like like let's say Diggs, Hopkins, and and Davis, but it'll be Diggs, Davis, and then you throw in Knox and Mayer. Or Knox and Washington, and you they're interchangeable. Um, I think it makes the, the Bills more balanced offensively and dangerous because both of those guys are are not just threats in the run game as far as blocking is concerned, but they are threats receiving wise. And you can line them up all over the field and be dangerous. So I so um and that and that won't cost you nothing but a draft pick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't have to worry about figuring out how I can make 19 million dollars of DeAndre Hopkins current salary fit under the cap and what I'm going to do with that with a 31 year old receiver this year um plus you've got a 30 year old receiver who will who will be 30 this year and Stefan Diggs so you'll have an old wide receiver room it'll be great no doubt uh for a year or two but you have to consider replenishing that 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 room with 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 youth um and I think adding a a, a tight end like that would um would would make the offense take off and then you can still draft another wide receiver too so um, there are different options. Um, I just don't think the Bills are necessarily as desperate as we may think they are um, to, to to land a Hopkins. So then you would transition to a two tight end set, and that would be how you you see this Bills offense finding their way to another level that they clearly need to be able to tap into in order to continue to ascend towards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I mean, I always go back to to this time last last off season, right when when during free agency. Uh, one of their top acquisitions before, as a matter of fact, it was like the day of Von Miller what was OJ Howard. Like they got OJ Howard, and we're like, oh my gosh, they got OJ. I know, remember that. It was, it, was, it, was, it was two tight ends because they had this idea for 12 personnel or really just to be more versatile offensively. Just because OJ Howard didn't work doesn't necessarily mean that they scrapped the plan altogether. I think that throughout the year, they didn't really have that tight end, right? They didn't have that, that, that other tight end to really make it work. So they just ran with what they had. But I think that it's still in the back of their mind, and you can see it by the fact that they already met with with Darnell Washington at the combine. So that lets you think that hey, they're looking at these guys, and that that may be an avenue in which they decide to to go um, this year. Plus, I mean, you know, it, it's it's just they they can have a plethora of weapons, but having two tight ends would make them very dangerous. Especially, I mean, you you line up a guy who's six seven, two seventy, you know, alongside. Uh, 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 Dawson Knox with Diggs and, and Davis like that. Those are matchup problems, you know what I'm saying? And, and we won't have to worry about trotting out Bobby Hart, you know, anymore, you know, when they want to run the, get run the, run the, run the ball and everybody in the world knows they're running the ball. You've got, you've got this guy who's like a, almost like a six uh, offensive lineman in and of itself and Darnell Washington, but he has a threat of being a day, a very dangerous pass catcher out of the, um, you know, um, so it, it just, it just opens up the wires. I mean, the, the offense more in my opinion, but that is that won't preclude them from having a draft from drafting another wide receiver too. They can still draft one, you know, and they can just be multiple week on and week out, you know, depending upon the matchups and who they're playing. 
Do you necessarily feel though that this team in its current state is is in a position to be able to develop a wide receiver or an additional tight end, not only develop that type of offensive style, but also develop a young tight end to be able to execute that style while being in a position to try and take advantage of a window that seems to be closing rapidly. That's where I see the situation where DeAndre Hopkins, Jerry Judy's name gets thrown out there. Although I said earlier, and I'm not sure if you saw, but Mm -hmm. uh, Sean Payton shot that down. How legitimate that is. You know, we all know that these guys will say anything, but that, you know, that has been said that was not out there. Mm-hmm. And then OBJ, and this is where I stand with both Hopkins and OBJ in particular OBJ because of the asking price. I mean, there's no way in, in, in any reality in any multiverse, mm-hmm. if, you're not, if you're finding me in, in, in Toby Andrews or Tom <laughs> Holland's multiverse, all yeah. three of them, I'm not paying <laughs> $20 million for Odell Beckham jr. While also trying to potentially or not, trying while also potentially not having him fully healthy. We do not know. We do not know the extent that that injury is going to have on him. He has not been on the field since. Yeah. And he wants more money than DeAndre Hopkins would cost. I'm not Frankly, doing it. I look at this situation currently, Rob, and I look at it from the perspective that I imagine that this regime is, is looking at it because we also have to take into consideration too. And, and I've said this a, a, a thousand times on here. It, the seat isn't hot for anybody, but it's warmer than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And I also think that how this year goes is going to dictate if that temperature gets turned up a bit or if it gets completely wiped out and cools down completely. This year is massive. We'll touch on in a minute mm-hmm. uh, the super chat I saw earlier about Sean McDermott calling the, the, the plays because uh, that's a major factor, of course, for Sean McDermott and where he stands as the head coach of the Buffalo Bills. I mean, this is going to be a pivotal year for mm-hmm. Sean McDermott. This team, the way that they are currently structured, the way that they look towards the future, and the way that they look at the window that they're currently in, that they felt they probably have missed their best shot at, because let's be honest, they probably did. Last year mm-hmm. felt like the Chiefs were down. They they weren't. They won the whole thing. Two years ago, you're an absolute blunder. In 13 seconds away from more that than likely going that, to the yeah. Super Bowl, that was right? a year. Mm-hmm. These, these, you know, th- these are two instances that might just seem like two instances, but Rev, they're two full years, which yeah. is the toughest way to look at this. Right. And we saw last year that it, it wasn't even as as glorious of an exit as the other two were. It was as bad as it could have possibly have been, really. Mm-hmm. So, the way I see it. If I can go and get a Hopkins that I know not only has established himself in this league, because that goes without saying, but will also immediately open up this offense, even if he doesn't come out and become, once again, the DeAndre Hopkins that beat us on the Hal Murray or the DeAndre Hopkins that we came to know and love from Houston. Yeah, The sheer presence, Rev, I think is something the Bills are completely lacking right now, and because of that, the defense is much more capable of being mm-hmm. able to defend this team. We saw down the stretch that the defenses that the Bills faced were having a much easier time keeping them off the scoreboard. We saw early yeah. on in the season what the Bills were doing on the scoreboard. They were absolutely lighting it up at record pace. And then it seemed as the year went on, Nothing came easy. I mean, even when the Bills were winning games, and we had conversations about this on here numerous times, 
even when the Bills were winning games, nothing felt easy. I mean, it just felt yeah. like tooth and nail every yeah. single week. I just think, Rev, and, and once again, I have to reiterate, it's not just DeAndre Hopkins. I think if you get a guy, and I'm not talking to get a guy like Jamison Crowder, right? Like, yeah, sure. These are half measures. I talked about this last week yeah. with the running back situation. Mm-hmm. These half measures, this is what this is what happens, you know, or this is what causes uh these two instances over two years to result in two years lost. You you right. have got to strike while you can. They have not done that. Of course, they did it with digs initially, but mm-hmm. you look now, Rev, these teams that are dominating on offense. We just saw it in the Super Bowl. You can't even list out all their weapons. You forget a couple of them sometimes. That's how many of them they have. The Bills do not have that. Now, Josh Allen might make up for two weapons, right? Whereas you look at San Francisco, for example, a perfect example. They don't have a solidified quarterback, but they also have maybe one of the best gadget guys that's played the game recently in Debo Samuel. You have Christian McCaffrey, one of the best tight ends in the entire league, and you also have the best defense in in the entire league. The Bills have Josh Allen. They have Stephon Diggs. Then they have an average offensive line, an average to below average run game, yeah. and you know, an above average defense that is going to be different this coming year. So with all that said, Rep, take us put aside the thought, on which I do like your thought because it's it's mm-hmm. it's definitely outside of the box. Let's put that aside though, and, and let's just say that the Bills don't go in, in an or, unorthodox direction in going with a two tight end set and trying to revolve this offense around it. What mm-hmm. do you think is the solution? Do you want to go out and get a, a solidified guy, or do you want to go w- with running back more than likely off the table for you now? Which I know that you were oh, interested yeah. in before. Yeah, are you in the Are you in the camp of let's go wide receiver in the in the first round and 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 let's at least say hey we tried to get the guy that we think could be an immediate impact on this team, not a guy that we think could eventually. Where do you stand on the wide receiver position in its entirety outside of the tight end? Yeah, so again, I don't, I don't, I don't think getting DeAndre Hopkins is a bad idea. I don't. I'll, I'll just providing a different, a different means in which, in which, sure, yeah. in which they can, they can, they can uh, bolster their, their their offense, and they're not desperate. Um, but make no mistake about it, uh, I, I think if it's just wide receiver, yeah, I definitely want a bona fide, proven wide receiver on this team, um, because when y'all look at the draft, these guys, I mean, though they're good, there's no there's nobody who's just separated themselves from the pack, so to speak, right? Um, there's no Justin Jeffersons, there's no Jamar Chases, like who just really separated themselves and become the bona fide, I'm the alpha number one wide receiver coming out of this draft class. There's a bunch of slot guys, there's a bunch of guys who are kind of like, yeah, well, maybe they decided to take Quentin Johnson or TC, or maybe it's Zay Flowers, or maybe it's, you know, um, it's, it's it's so it's, it's uh, Jackson Smith and Jigma. I mean, it's it's this kind of it's a toss up, and so um, I'm not too sure uh, about this class in general, um, especially at 27. It depends on who falls there. I definitely think that the Bills need to need to make a concerted effort at at replenishing the wide receiver room with more youth, which to a degree you can say that they currently have to a degree when because you've got a young Khalil Shakir going into year two. Gabe Davis is fair is, is very young too, but he's in his final year of contract. Would do you do they want to bring him back next year or not? I don't know. I seem to think that Brandon Bean is infatuated with Gabe, and I think that he wants to sign Gabe Davis to a long term extension. You've got Stefan Diggs, you, who is you, you do feel that way. I do feel that way, man. He he talks about him a lot, unless it's just blowing up a whole bunch of smoke. 
I think that he really wants to sign Gabe. I think he's made a lot of excuses about for Gabe this year um, about his injuries. You know, he had an ankle injury, this and that and the other. And, oh, this is his first year. Last year was his first year stepping up and being the wide receiver number two. And so, you know, this year, you know, he you know he hopes to be better. And we hope we believe he's going to be better and all, all that kind of stuff. I think he really wants Gabe Davis to be that guy. Um, and I think he's 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 willing to 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 extend them because he he just has that belief, you know, um, whether or not that smoking out is, is to be determined. Um, I definitely think if they add a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, Gabe Davis is out of there. He's not going to be back. Um, but nevertheless, the window is, is 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 as long as as long as Josh is here and they have some weapons. I think the window is not necessarily closed, but I do think they need to be more aggressive in their approach. Um, to how they build this roster, um, whether that be in free agency or in the draft. Um, I think that if, if I'll say this, I think that if the financials were different this year in, in, in free agency, they would no doubt make a, make a big, a big, a big uh, move to get DeAndre Hopkins or, or any of the top guys, even OBJ, he would have already been on the roster right now. But I think the cap constraints of this year has kind of made them, uh, it's made it difficult. Right. Um, but long story short, man, um, I love DeAndre Hopkins. I love I love the vet the idea of a veteran. If if they can get DeAndre in here and it makes sense, right? It makes sense. Um, then yeah, go for it, right? Because there's not going to be a DeAndre Hopkins in this draft class. At least I don't believe it. Looking at it, there's not a DeAndre Hopkins in this draft class, right? But even if they got DeAndre, I I still would not. It still wouldn't stop me from drafting the guy at some point in the draft if that makes sense because yeah you still have to you still have to get younger at that position because Diggs is not getting any younger Hopkins is going on uh his 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 age 31 season Diggs is going to be 30 uh this season too so you're going to have guys who are aging you know what I'm saying um though they haven't shown any any signs of falling off you can expect it to happen within the next couple of years or so so um yeah I mean get get Hopkins if you can if not um <laughs> Find a guy, man. Find a guy. Go, go, go for tight end. You know what I'm saying? But I, I think if they just add weapons in general, I think they'll be okay. But where my and I and I'll say this and I'll, and I'll, and I'll shut up. Where where my hangup is for me, man, is it's it's in Ken Dorsey's ability to be creative and find ways to uh, uh, get these guys in the best position uh, uh, to to succeed. Right? Uh, I don't care who they get. They they can add DeAndre Hopkins. They can add OBJ. I, Who's calling the plays, right? I mean, what what is what is Ken Dorsey going to be able to do week in and week out that'll 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 ease my? <laughs> this is maybe this is me being selfish, maybe it's me kind of still holding on to last year. Uh, I, I I still don't trust Ken Dorsey hundred percent, so I still want to see more of who they get. I don't think anybody does. Regardless of who they get, I'm still watching them with. I can still got one eye open on Ken Dorsey, and I'm still like, eh, yeah, I don't I don't completely know. You know what I'm saying? Well, you spoke on Brandon Bean. You were talking about the potentials that he could pursue. I mean, there's a million different yeah. avenues I guess you could pursue here. I think the one avenue we both agree on is that an avenue needs to be pursued. We just don't yes. know exactly what that's going to be. This is what I was talking about a little bit earlier when I said that uh, Brandon Bean was talking or not talking really, but I said earlier how Sean Payton said Jerry Judy's off the table. We don't know if that's true. Just like right here. Brandon Bean, and by the way, I, I can only imagine, I've, I've met Brandon Bean not too long ago, actually. I met him in Cincinnati when I went mm -hmm. to the Bengals game there, and he was exactly how I thought he'd be, and I got to imagine he's like that in every situation. What I took away is what I take away every time I hear this guy. 
He's a guy I'd love to have as my neighbor because he seems like a great guy. And he was a great guy when I met him. Two, I would not want to play poker with the guy. I just think that he is probably <laughs> the same. Like, I just, yeah. you, I don't think you can get a read on the guy because the guy gives off such a good guy persona. He gives off such a dude next door type guy. Like, he, like if you were just, and like when I met him and I talked to him, when I met him in Cincinnati, you want to know what he was doing? He took the entire Bills staff, not like, coaching staff but i think it was like maybe the social media team something like it wasn't anything to do with the front office or maybe it was but it wasn't anything that we would know he took the whole staff out like for dinner just for you know just because and i don't know if that's routine or whatever but i just was like that's just something brandon bean would do and it was just him and them it wasn't like it was him and anybody else that i would even recognize Mm -hmm. so I just, I've always gotten a great vibe from him as far as the character. We, you all know that. I talk about that all the time. That's no secret when it comes to this franchise. But the one thing I do know behind that has to be some sort of just expert poker player slash expert conniving, like, I will kill you with silence type guy. Because you cannot be a general manager in the National Football League, if you aren't willing to break someone's neck, but also do it <laughs> in the way where you you shake their hand and give them a hug afterwards. I yeah. mean, that's what this league is. It's basically, I mean, the whole league, the, the front office is a facade. We have no mm-hmm. idea what the hell's going on half the time. No. And I'm telling you right now, we don't want to. I promise. Because I think the more we knew, we, we see what our, we see what Bill's Mafia Twitter's like with minimal knowledge. Okay. Imagine what that would be like if we were tapped in. It would no, be hell. Maybe <laughs> in a fun way, but I got to tell you, after a while, it would get old. Speaking of social media, Bill's yeah. Mafia social media and how that kind of intertwines with Brandon Bean. Matt Perino posted a video earlier of Brandon Bean and talking about this DeAndre Hopkins situation and the rumors that have been circulating over the past week because amongst us, these rumors have almost become. <laughs> It's almost <laughs> a fact at this point how he's been treating it. Here's how Brandon Bean addressed uh, that and, and, and his his take on it via Matt Perino uh, on Twitter. Multiple reports about DeAndre Hopkins out there. How much you can get into that, I'm not sure. But is there a level of interest? And what has happened if there's anything that you can kind of add to those reports? Yeah, I mean, he's on the Arizona Cardinals. And so <laughs> I know the social media world, Derek does a great job of keeping me in the loop of uh, that. And so um, – you know what I would say is social media. Social media. Don't don't take that too far. Um, but again, you know me when we talked about OBJ guys that are. You know we're always going to look for talent, and so we're going to look at anything and everything. And you know our name gets thrown in the hat a lot of things that sometimes we've done one percent. One person made one call and they've looped us in that we're all over them and we've offered them a contract and you know, it's it's funny sometimes, but. Um, yeah, that's quick pause. Yeah, Z bought of the smoke break on Twitter. Uh, said that he saw DeAndre Hopkins at, at Duff's. <laughs> if Bean said something like that, I, I mean, because that's essentially what he's saying right now. It, yeah. that, that when he's saying that one phone call thing, what he's essentially saying is, you know, some asshole with a microphone like Z bot said that, you know, he, he heard from <laughs> he heard from so and so who heard from Rev, who heard from Rico, who heard from Pierre, who heard from this guy, and I mean. That's what it is. And the thing of it is, is because of social media and I'm a victim of it. And because this is what happens. I don't know if it starts from the top and goes down. I think, frankly, sometimes it starts from the bottom and goes up. There were some big names talking about DeAndre Hopkins, the Buffalo. And you can't tell me that that just came out of thin air. 
as soon as DeAndre Hopkins, and I think that has a lot to do with the way we all talk about it as a fan base. I think we conjure up the idea of this so heavily that it gets into the brain of people who have a very large platform that start putting it out into the ether. Oh yeah. And then when that combines with what we've already implanted onto the internet ourselves, next thing you know, you're like me, I'm checking my phone for absolutely nothing. I mean, you want to know who texts me more than anybody? <laughs> Gary Vaynerchuk's uh, text message thread, his sign up thread. I signed up for it when I was like 17. I still get the text messages from Gary B. <laughs> I'm checking my phone, looking for something that's not a stupid Gary B text. I'm looking yeah. for D hop the bills. It's not <laughs> happening. And as Brandon Bean said so so intelligently here, I need to hear this again, by the way. How much this bit right here is amazing. Is there a level of interest and what has happened if there's anything that you can kind of add to those reports? Yeah, I mean, he's on the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> he just got to love no, it. That was funny. You, when you, when you, you play that clip some more, you watch, watch his watch smirk. Like he has his. I he, thought the same thing. You can see it. He just what? like kind of like laughs it off, but. I think he's blowing yeah, some smoke. He's on the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, right there, what do you think? And, and by the way, like it's a beyond legitimate question from Matt yeah. Perino, right? Yeah. It's just that I'm guessing by this point, Brandon Bean has been informed that 99% of Buffalo social media right now is talking about the Bills being within an eyelash of having DeAndre Hopkins in Buffalo. Meanwhile, the guy who has the entire power in which to do so is like, what are you talking about? This isn't even close to reality. Yeah. Right. So when Matt's asking him, Brandon Bean, I'm just wondering if he's thinking like, it, it's got to be a, such a weird position to be in, right, yeah. Brandon Bean, where you know everything that everybody else wants to know. You can't tell anybody. You can't say it like black and white mm -hmm. because you'd be a really terrible GM if you were that transparent about everything. You can't be, right? Yeah. It, I just don't know. It's got to be so hard. Well, it's I, be yeah, so it's hard. definitely hard. And I think, I think, I think at that time, um, you know, he can't, he can't really speak on it because he's not a free agent. Exactly. You know I mean? So he's so because that, that would be considered tampering. So he couldn't really speak on it until I think later on. I think after that, um, uh, word got out that the Cardinals had uh, given um, Hopkins and his and his representatives um, the opportunity to go ahead and speak to other clubs about that. Yeah. Trade. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know the timing of that, but but he couldn't really speak to it. So I mean, he was being honest. Like I mean, he's he's on the Cardinals. You know what, yeah. what can I say? You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, we'll see, man. But he he, he smirked. So I, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to get a beat on on on, uh, on Brandon Bean. I, I like what I like what. Uh, where is it at? I think I think it was Amicus. I think he came in here, man. And he said, "Yeah, he he said he said that clip proves that we're getting D hot." See, that's how I kind of <laughs> feel about it, and that's what I was just gonna say too, which is funny. Yeah. That's honestly the way I feel about it because it's a great question from Matt Perino that has to be asked, and I'm all, I'm so glad that he was able to hunt yeah. down Bean and actually ask the source. But here's the thing. It wouldn't matter if we were the 31st team from the Cardinals away from getting him or the, the team that was signing him tonight. Bean would have given Matt Perino that answer yeah, no would've. matter the case, no matter the situation. That's why none of this stuff, I don't give a shit about it. I don't care yeah. about anything that anyone has to say. Like earlier, when, when Sean Payton said that Jerry Judy's out, he's not out. If no. someone made a call tonight that, that turned on Sean Payton yeah. wanting to move him and get he going on rebuilding this Broncos yeah. franchise, he'd do it in two seconds. Right, right. So Brandon it, Bean that, saying, you know, uh, he, he's he's on the Cardinals until he's not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, bingo. Yeah. Bingo. It, it, yeah, it is what it is, man. For, for all we know, the deal's already done. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's already in the wraps. 
He, he's Wait, just, what do you he's think going on in his mind right there as Perino asking that? Because he knows the he answer. Knows he knows it. where they're at. It's got to just be like, like I know somebody like what? me, I'd just be like, oh, I just want to say it, you know, but you can't. Yeah, well, in that clip, you know, he he does go, he, he goes on to say that, that he knows about social media. Like somebody, I think part of the Bills, I think he said David or somebody, anyway, uh, um, fills him in on, on what's going on social media wise. So he's already, he's already, he already knows what's going on. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, he said, social media is social media. Don't take it too far. You know what I'm saying? But, and then he smirks. He kind of gives it like a little smirk. So I, I, I think for me, it, it would be hard. Now it'd be hard to hold water, man. Like I don't have that poker face, you know what oh, I'm saying? God, in, no. in a, and, and I just don't have it. I, I'm a bad liar. So I was I, the I GM, you know, we were it. screwed or in a really good spot <laughs> in about five seconds. Especially me. You know, I'm emotional, man. So I'm, I'm going to wear it on my sleeves. <laughs> so you, no you'll know, man. You know, man, uh, he is, he's, he's cool as a cucumber, man. I got to tell you, I, I always wonder if they teach these guys a class when they get hired on how to say absolutely everything and absolutely nothing all at the same time. Because all of these hey, guys, or any, at least any GM worth their salt, whole they're all just amazing at it. Yeah. It's yeah. incredible. They all say a whole lot and it makes it seem like, hey, like there's an article there, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. And then you read the article and you're like, I, I am no smarter nor no dumber than I was before reading this. I'm in the same spot I was in five minutes ago. Yeah. And I'll be in the same spot five minutes into the next article until I get that thing in front of me from, you know, Schefter or yeah. and nowadays too, including myself. I mean, I'm the asshole who pays, you know, for the Twitter verification because I like to edit my tweets because I'm, I'm, I'm neurotic about it. I used to delete yeah. tweets seven, eight times within five minutes before I wanted to have a final draft. I, so it's too. Bucks to me. I, I don't mind having a little blue badge too. I feel important. Uh, now you are important. Is, you are important. The problem <laughs> is, is any asshole like me now can buy a Twitter verification. Oh, and you have, you know, a handful of followers and you put something out there and now unbelievable. Yeah, that dude. Well, he's got the thousand followers and a check mark. He's got to yeah. know what's going on. I mean, <laughs> I just ran into D Hop in the bathroom at Duff's, and he is tell you what, you want to know what he told me? Yeah. He told me you better start getting your ring size fitted by yeah. because we're, we're gonna <laughs> bring our home. That's what he said to me. End quote. But that's the reality we live in. That's why, that's like, as happens, he, you want to know what I like too about being there, and I hope it's true. And I got a feeling it is true because I'm guessing he doesn't have the time like I do to sit around and scroll the bird app all day. I genuinely think he doesn't have a damn clue what people are saying on Twitter or whatever until somebody tells him about it. I guarantee I mean, it. And that's yeah. got to be a hell of a way to live. It really does. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it, but he does it. Uh, <laughs> but, but he's, <laughs> no, way. no way. I couldn't do it for a day, bro. <laughs> but he does it, man. And, but he has somebody that, that fills him in, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, his wife is on Twitter, so I'm sure she she is. She, she gives him everything, man. She tells him everything, dude. But uh, How do I apply for that job? Brandon Bean's Twitter guy. I would love it. Imagine, Mr. Bean. Yeah, the mafia is losing it, bro. I don't hey. know. You got to make a call because hey. last I checked, the hop is he's already he's he's he's, already, he's, already he, he's, number he's at bar, yo he's been spotted at Bart Bill. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And guess what? He ordered the blue cheese. So you better make it happen. Or the, yes. the fan base is gonna riot because they already. Hey, love did, did you see his cryptic tweets? Like, come Ooh. on. Now. Oh, the hop. Yeah, yeah, and that's a whole other thing, by the way. Now, you want to talk about this is the opposite end of the spectrum, whereas, yeah. of course, Brandon Bean can't say a word. These players, I mean, they figured it out. They know that they, all they got to do is think of some. I mean, it, it takes almost next to no brain effort, right, to put two and two together. 
oh, clearly I go online, everybody in Buffalo wants me. Let's just, oh, Google songs that have Buffalo on it. Tweet it. Next thing you know, within 30 seconds, he oh. can have millions of people yeah. talking about him. Also convinced that, you know, and, and that probably boosts his stock up, right? It does. These guys, and, and not only that, but I think they got to get the biggest laugh on the freaking planet about it, too. You know they love it, dude. You they know they do. They love it. You know it. Especially Bills fans, because I mean, we, I mean, we're, we oh. we latch on to everything, dude. Like every single thing, we're on it, you know. And and just the idea, I mean, you see Diggs, major troll, right? He just dude. he just loves a troll. Oh, I know. You know what I'm dude, saying? If and we so, were a well, anybody could sell water to us. Oh That's, my! I'm gosh, telling you right man. now. If you took oh. Bills Twitter and turned them into a well, we'd be buying we'd be buying water like it was going out of style. You know it. That's the way we are. But hey, guess what? It's because we are addicted to the possibility. Right, we, oh, oh, we are. We're addicted oh. to the possibility. We're addicted yeah. to that. You know, I got a feeling if we had won one already, maybe it wouldn't be as much. And this is I, where I, I come back to sometimes, and I, I wonder. I, I mean, I don't know how you feel, but I sometimes want. You remember when you were a kid? The thought of Christmas was almost better than Christmas morning. The thought of things are sometimes almost always better. Mm-hmm. I do wonder. I do wonder. Once we win it. And the and the chase of getting the first one is gone because we don't know what that's like to live mm. without. You ever right. wonder what that might be like? Now, granted, I can't wait to find out. I promise you, but it's gonna be weird. Yeah, it's when it happens. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. I, I, like, do you, you get numb? That? Like, do you get numb? Know. Like, or like, are you hungry for more? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I don't. I would like to know what that feels like. To be honest, you want to know what I think we're gonna do? You mm. want to know what I think will happen? We will then shift from needing the first one to then convincing ourselves that we're going to win it every single year. That is exactly what we will do. That, It'll okay. go, yeah, that's what will happen. We, we, we will, I'm not, I'll, I'll, I'll raise you one. We will convince ourselves that, that this is the time when we make up for the four straight Super Bowl oh, losses right. and we're going to win four straight. We will, we will defy essentially all logic because it's it the last team to do. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Do it. Was New England in, in, in what? 04, 05, was it? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I got the years wrong. See, I, look, look, Shane, Shane is already on it. See, four straight to undo the pass. See, yeah, he's, okay, he's already yeah. Did you still just show you how little thought that needed to be put in <laughs> to understand <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> and that and think about it. That took all of five milliseconds. Imagine if we only have like a month. Imagine the month after the Bills win it and we've been hammered for like 28 oh, days straight. And now we have to find something else to do. And the first yeah. thing we're gonna do is like, all right, well, we gotta start cooking up the next one. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, you know, got Josh Allen, let's go back to back. 
But oh, man. God, I can't wait to know what that feels like. <laughs> I don't care if it makes me feel like the worst piece of shit on the planet. I can't wait to feel it. I can't wait. I don't care. Makes, I don't care if it puts me into a depression, Reb. I need it. Put me in there. I, I need it. I need it in my life. And I tell you what, and I've said it before, man. Like when we do win one, I'm going to be the worst troll. I'm going to be trolling everybody insufferable pulling out all the receipts i'm, I'm gonna be bad for like the whole off season um and you're not gonna be able to stand well I'm, bills fans will yes but twitter is gonna hate us you know what's funny i genuinely i'm thinking about it right now i think my brain might break i think i would have a glitch in the matrix i don't know what i would do with myself <laughs> i don't know what i think about it. i don't know where my mind would go but i, 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 love, I wonder I love, if i would just combust i think my I, life i love the analogy though that you put the like about about about, about uh like christmas like you know some, sometimes the, the, yeah. the yeah, just just like is 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 the chasing of it, you know, better than actually getting it. Like once you get it, it's like, oh dang. Well, have you ever thought about this? Like, How lucky have we had it? How lucky have we had it to have this chase for so long? How lucky <laughs> have we had it? Right? You ever thought about it like that? <laughs> Never. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It, oh, it blows. But I'm telling you, this is why. I just think that the reason we're different than other fan bases, and it's not for better or for worse, it's just the reality, is because we do not have a ring, and so we are way more irrational than others. I think that's just the way. Of yeah. course you would be like that. If you don't have the feeling, if you don't like, if you don't have the feel, like I, may, I, I always wonder what it felt like to be like a diehard Cubs fan when they won it a handful of years mm. back. Because they were they were like the the yeah. they were like the Bills equivalent of the MLB times a hundred. Like, you know, you're talking about like a, a, one of the mm -hmm. oldest franchises in the MLB it never won one or whatever like what happens now like what like what's next it's almost like I wonder if you were to win the lottery and it's like what's next and then I, I think that's why most people who win the lottery rev go bankrupt I don't think they know what to do with it they don't They're have just, no they they have have clue what to do now uh if we won it like I would like, it what would probably, you it would probably take a while. Right? you're motivated to run the business to make money support your family right yeah Imagine you didn't have to do any of that like then what are you doing I'm 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 traveling the world, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I know, well, Mike, you're not, I'm I'll find something to do. Don't you worry. I'll you find right. something to spend that money. I don't you I'll worry. Some way, some way, somehow. I ain't gonna I be will there. Not be <laughs> that's, why, that's why I don't understand. Like, like we watch like the off season, right? We're watching. We watching. Like, like we stay on Twitter. We're watching, we're watching all these guys. We see like Stefan Diggs and these guys just trolling on Twitter. And I'm like, yo. yo this is a multimillionaire. In his Washington. <laughs> He's been like, how are you so bored? <laughs> oh, dude, like, man, maybe it's becoming he's been there, done it. So it's like, oh, I mean, yeah, this is the I've same guy. Cabo, I've, I've, I've been Cabo, I've been out of this. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Cabo. I've been to Japan. I've been, you know, uh, Twitter. I'm going to go ahead and mess with Bill's Mafia. You know, must be nice. It must be. <laughs> right? It really must be. But. That's exactly how I feel watching the Chiefs last year. Where I'm just like, I mean, I'm so mad. And there's part of me that wants to oh. to do angry things, like destroy my house and go online and, and say things that are just very out of character for me. And I know it's completely rooted in one simple thought. Man, I'm jealous. Man, that's yeah. got to feel yeah. so good. I yeah. want to feel that. Right. And the Chiefs got it even because here's the thing with the Chiefs. They, they did exactly what we would want to do once we won, when they did it again. Yes. Right? Yes. And that's what would happen. And this is where, and this is what unfortunately is the reality of, of sports. Even when you reach the pinnacle rev, it res you, you reset within a yeah. couple months. The, the, the deck gets reshut right immediately. Again. Yeah. And nobody cares anymore. Because if we win it, 
I don't even know how the hell we got on this topic, but it's very interesting to me. If mm. we win it and then September rolls around again, the only thing that matters is opening night week one. That, that's <laughs> gone. You the, forget about the, it. The next to reshuffle. Now we're trying to win the next one. Win it again. Because all anybody's going to talk about is, well, Mahomes has got two of them. You, you, yeah. Allen's not on his level. He's only got yeah. one. And then it's we're a competition. Go, you son of a bitch. Now we got to get two of them. He, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And we, I mean, we have to, we have to make up for those, for those, those nineties bills. We have to do it. I think that's exactly where our mindset goes. Um, They're doing it with Mahomes right now, by the way, it's already now it's now it's gone from he's the great. Now it's gone to the Brady comparison. And I can't see he's one, two now. Now it's immediately he's in the shadow of Brady on everything he does. I can't stand it. I hate it. I want it so bad. I want everything Josh does to be compared. I I want it, and I can't stand anything about the Chiefs. I hate, I hate watching them. I hate them so. I I hate them when they insert themselves in in certain uh, uh, conversations. You know about oh, you know we're being disrespected. You just want to. You you got two Super Bowls. We don't chill. I mean, I told somebody I can't remember what it was. I told somebody I said I can't stand you guys. You you just go sit in timeout for a second. All right, (laughs) you just. <laughs> you know what's the worst part about it, too, Rev? They're, yeah, they're all very likable. Travis Kelsey yeah. is hilarious, incredibly likable. I don't have a bad thing to say about Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, his wife and his brother might be a little out there, and, and they're very tough to kind of wrap your head around. Mahomes himself isn't. Uh, yeah. Andy Reid, maybe my favorite coach ever. I mean, he's this fun, is the thing that he's sucks so fun. most about it, yeah, Rev. It's yeah, like not fun. only that. There's, it's like even with, like, at least with the Patriots. He's a terrible he's, actor, but he's, but he's a fun I coach. Know. But like at least with the Patriots, like it was so – easy to hate them and they loved oh, yeah. being hated they loved it with the chiefs the it was like, like you just said like where kelsey said that it's like dude there isn't a person on the planet who ruled you guys out what mm. are you talking about nobody everyone's scared to death of you no one wants to play and if they say they do they're full of shit i mean yeah. what are you talking about right but i think that was mainly a shot at cincy because cincy was throwing some stones man they got well, that, that, and, and their mayor was, was talking. They deserved a lot, a lot of it. Yeah, they did. They did. Funny enough, Rev, and I don't know how you felt during that game, sidetrack, but I was rooting for KC in that game, man. I, I immediately started. Oh, yeah. Hate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, you know, and it was hard to do it, but I I, I was, I was, I was. It was. I was all out, man, on, on the Bengals. I couldn't stand them. I, I hated, I hated even how they came to Buffalo and, and, and then the, and the noise. I mean, it's, it's like, it's like all that. I think somebody I saw somebody on Twitter was like, man, that, that's why, you know, talking about the fans like Bill's Mafia, like that's why y'all shouldn't have gotten all, you know, carried away with the whole DeMar Hamlin thing. That was all a bunch of a bunch of BS and a bunch of noise. And they did all that just just, you know, PR stuff. But you saw what happened. You saw the true the true bangles, you know, uh, when it came game time and all that, that 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 trash talking that they were doing. And it was I just couldn't stand it. And then when the mayor got on there and was was when was calling. What did he what did he call up? Uh, um, era Burrowhead and all that. Kind of, dude, dude, you want to know what I did? I'm not, and this is no word of a lie. And this is actually the probably one of the coolest things I've ever done. And I, and, and it's also one of the things that it actually worked. Like in this situation, me doing this would mean it would never work, but it actually worked. I watched that video. I'm not kidding you either. I did it. This is exactly what I did. The first time I saw that video, I watched that video mm-hmm. of the mayor. I closed Twitter. I opened DraftKings and I put as much money as I had in my balance on the Chiefs that game and close it out. I knew no matter what happened in that game and that game was nuts and the chiefs probably, yeah. you know, they should have lost it several times. I knew no matter what happened, that mayor just lost that game for Cincy. You can't convince me. Otherwise. There's he no did. way. There's no way chiefs are losing that game. You don't give a team like that. Boo. No, you can't do it. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Um, 
All right, we got a lot more that I want to touch on before we end up uh, <laughs> here. Uh, and, uh, Caroline's already yelling at me because she's she's going to bed soon. So let's hey, get I like I like I like Caroline's uh, take, man, about about Hopkins earlier. I heard it. I'll tell you what, she's been doing her homework. She's right? it, man. She's been studying. Yeah. Um, she thinks OBJ is uh is a restaurant down the road. I think. From us. Oh man. Yeah. It, it kind of sounds like it. If I gave if I offered her ten trillion dollars and I said, "You tell me what." The acronym OBJ stands for. I will give you ten trillion in cash. I, I actually, I think I could give her ten guesses. Ten guesses for ten trillion. She you wouldn't even. She, come get, she wouldn't get it. Not oh, even. Man. And what? that's another thing too. By the way, we talk about all these different scenarios. Imagine living life like that too. Imagine not knowing about any of this, having it not affect your life even this much. <sighs> point where you don't even know that. I mean, what, that must be kind of nice too. I can't even. Lie. That, yeah, that's. I want to know what that feels like, man. You would have to be like matrix mind erase in order to know what that feels like. Yeah. Like, like, um, yeah. Off the grid. In, in, Even in, then in the you'd probably find a way. <laughs> yeah. You probably would, especially if you're fiending like, like, like we are. Dude, if you drop me, if you drop me in the middle of the woods, in the middle of nowhere, I would find a Twitter. I would find an outlet to Twitter within 48 hours. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> Let's get to James on this super chat. Oh, wrong button. Uh, James coming in here. He's saying, Z-Bot and Rev, what are your thoughts on McDermott calling all defensive plays this year, head coach and DC? What are your mm. thoughts, Rev? Take the floor first on this. Yeah, one. man. I absolutely love it. Mm. Love it. Um, you know, I heard on WGR earlier today that, that there, there were some callers that were kind of concerned about, you know, whether or not, you know, Bean could handle it and this and that. And I'm like, Dude, like this guy is that's the reason why he got the job in the first place was because of his yeah. defensive uh coordinating chops. You know what I'm saying? Like he he's a legit phenomenal defensive coordinator that got him his head coaching job. Um, and then this is what is this like sixth, seventh year going into his sixth year uh head coaching here? He 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 has he has an understanding of of you know what it takes to be a head coach in the game day and all that kind of stuff. So I think now he's 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 more more apt to to handle it. And just from a play calling standpoint, um, I think we're going to see a huge difference. Sean McDermott is, is I go back to, to, to what somebody had asked a question about that to Ron Rivera. I think it was at the combine. They asked, you know, well, or, well with the potential of, of Sean McDermott, um, you know, uh, calling plays, what do you think, you know, the defense will be like or something like that? And he said, it'll be aggressive, aggressive. Cause he knows firsthand, you know, in Carolina, what it was like. And, and Sean McDermott is an aggressive play caller. Um, We've seen it back in in Carolina and even in his Philly days. Um, he, he he's not a he's completely opposite of 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 uh, Leslie Frazier. Frazier was more conservative. Let me go ahead and and, and rush for drop everybody else in coverage and go ahead and, and run three bend, down yeah, Exactly, bend but don't break. But hey, man, when we get in the red zone, when the teams get in the red zone, we're gonna tighten up and we're we're not we're gonna you know hold them to three points. That was his philosophy, like and. And it, worked. it worked. It worked. It worked to a degree, right? At, at times, you know what I'm saying. But there, he was willing to give up yardage. McDermott is he's 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 on the he's he's on the offensive as a defensive play caller. He's he's trying to control and dictate the terms. He's trying to make quarterbacks uncomfortable. He's trying to confuse, blitzing, doing all whatever it takes. He's not going to sit back and 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 just let you just be and be be content with you marching all the way down the field and all of a sudden trying to tighten up in the red zone. No, he's going to be an aggressive play caller. Um, and I'm I can't wait for it. I think this is what the defense has been needing: some aggression. Um, 
And I think that we could see some different um, alignments or philosophies. You know, we'll see after the draft concludes, but um, I'm very intrigued by it. And I think um, listening to Brandon Bean, he even uh, alluded to it. He said uh, something to the effect that uh, when he looked at Sean McDermott, you know, and and, and just, you know, him talking about uh, calling plays, you, you can see him smile again and you can see the excitement in his eyes about getting the opportunity to go back and and, and really coach something that, that got him a job in the first place. So when your head coach is excited about it and he's, he's like licking his chops, I think uh, it, it, it's it's going to, it's going to, bleed over into the rest of the defense that is a terrific point that i have not thought about until right now i have not thought about the revitalization of the love of coaching that this could possibly have on sean mcdermott this this brings you back to your roots this brings you back to everything that got you here in the first place this brings you back to doing exactly what it is that you know you were good enough at in order to get to the highest level of the position. You have Mm -hmm. one of 32 of the most coveted jobs on the planet, much less the sports world. There are 32 of these jobs on the planet. There's not a single person on earth that loves football that wouldn't, you know, if they had the means and the knowledge to do it, that wouldn't just – I mean, think about it. I mean, this is one of the coolest, most incredible, most exclusive jobs Mm -hmm. in the planet. He got this job based on not only his success in coaching that defense, but frankly, the love of doing so. You have got to have a love for this game and for coaching this game in order to do this job, or you are going to be on the curb yesterday. You live in the office. You do not live a normal life you are addicted and frankly you are you are one with this team it is you it is it is you who has to eat all of the bullets that come with the negative the negativity brought on upon the failures of your team you have to deal with all the things the bills have had to deal with this past season in a way that no one else has to deal with it right you have to take it head Mm -hmm. on and be the spokesman of it that's why of course Josh Allen being the quarterback that he is, I think we take for granted sometimes just how extraordinary his intangibles are. We only focus on the tangibles, which are extraordinary in their own right, but we do not talk enough about, and even if we did talk about it a lot, which I know I do, I still don't think you could talk about it enough. I mean, we see some of these guys, they just show up and they they play and they leave. They don't love it. McDermott, you know he loves it. He, he got love it. All these coaches yeah. love it. He would not be a head coach for this long if he did not love it. There's some guys who probably didn't love it. I guarantee you they're not a head coach right now. I promise. Mm-hmm. There's quarterbacks, and this is different. You can be a quarterback and not love the game and still play. And I think that there's probably a handful of those guys out there, right? Yeah. Josh Allen isn't one of those guys. But the thought that I don't think I had until you just brought it up, and I love that you did, is that I don't know if you could – I think that you can fall out of love with certain aspects of it. I think – McDermott might have fallen out of love with the inability to have control over the thing that he ultimately is best at. And I think right now, after knowing how much this defense has collapsed in the postseason the last two years, mm-hmm. you got to think that he's never felt better about having an opportunity to write the ship because we've talked about this. And I know it goes both ways, but you have got to talk about the positives as much as you talk about the negatives here. If things go wrong this year, it's all on McDermott and all it's going to be the, 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 the seat. I, 
It, I'm telling you, people don't want to say it. It's going to be, be warm. Gonna be warm to the touch, man. I promise yeah. you. If things are not good defensively for this Bills team or collectively this year, do not think that McDermott's job is just safe because of of resting on the laurels of one AFC Championship appearance, mm-hmm. uh, appearance and, and and multiple playoff berths throughout his um, tenure in Buffalo. It, it ain't enough. Yeah, it's this is not the way that this organization wants to be. They do not want to be content with whatever this has been. And it's been good. It's been way better than any of us could have imagined a decade ago. But you don't get better by staying in the same spot. And McDermott knows that. And he's got his chance to do that. So Mm -hmm. as much as that seat could turn red hot if things go south, think about what could happen for McDermott if they're better than ever this year. Oh because yeah, better than ever this year. Guess who's going to get all the credit, especially defensively? Sean McDermott. You know he's going to do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That defense thrives, Rev, without without Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, even if it's not even that much of a factor, it's a storyline, and nobody loves a storyline more than the NFL media. The first thing you can you can go to is saying Sean McDermott first year and taking over play calling for uh, defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier without first round draft pick. No, yeah, Tremaine Tremaine Edmonds, Edmonds. Uh-huh. Have, have best statistical year in in whatever. Just you can see the headline now. And yeah. what does that do? That buys be that buys McDermott maybe two more, more years yeah. of of frankly a shit show probably mm-hmm. if they were to occur. This is such a massive year for I, I can't yeah. even. I don't, I don't think we I don't think we completely realize. I don't it. really no. I don't think no, so either, man. Dude, we have gotten so. We have gotten so used to this pseudo success. And when I say pseudo success, I'm not here discrediting what the Bills have done because they have done a lot more than I ever thought was capable. Not all that long ago, but pseudo success in the fact that last year was fool's gold, man. We came into this season as the Super Bowl favorite and we walked with our, with our tail between our legs off our home field after an absolute ass whipping. Right. Okay. That was pseudo success last year. We came in as the favorite, didn't deserve to be, okay? We lost in the AFC Championship. People forget that. That happened. Mm-hmm. We came into the season as if we just won the whole as thing. As if we won it, yeah. It didn't happen. Yeah. It did not happen. And last year was an unbelievably rude awakening. How are they going to deal with it? How are they going to deal with it? The way that this is setting up, Rev, it could not be better to swing this organization in one of two ways. It's a gamble, but anything worth doing usually is, mm-hmm. right? Why do people play roulette? They know they can lose. They can still win. It's one yes. spin that can go one yes. way or it can go the other. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. There's a lot riding on it. If it goes one way, it sucks. Believe me, we've all lost gambling before. It blows. Not fun, right? And you're constantly sitting there thinking, oh, I should have picked this one, right? Mm-hmm. We all do that. This was me the other night. Oh, I knew I should have bet San Diego State. Who the hell is or uh, who, who the hell is Creighton, right? Right. But in right. reality, the game comes down to a foul, whether the guy calls it or not, could dictate the whole game, right? Yeah. You're always going to be questioning yourself. However, if you win it, ah, I told you, man, I knew it. I knew it. I was beyond confident that I was beyond confident that FAU was going to the final four. <laughs> I knew it all along, <laughs> right? The way this is set up, Rev. Oh, it man, can yeah. very much dictate the next chapter of this organization. Because I don't think people want to talk about it, but oh, the truth man. of the matter is there is a chapter being closed within the Josh Allen, within the Josh Allen story here. We are now Ooh. going on. Ooh. Think about it, man. He's no longer 
I know it's crazy to think about, but Josh Allen's venturing more towards veteran quarterback now than he is yes. you know, rookie quarterback. It is a weird yeah. thing to think about, but it's the truth, right? Yeah. A chapter is closing and a new one will be opening soon. You can already see the chapter closing right now. Tremaine Edmonds is not on this team. Devin Singletary is not on this team. Cole Beasley is not on this team. John Brown has not been on this team. You could argue the chapter's already been closed a little bit. Jordan Poirier was almost not on this team. Bingo. And it's not yeah. a bad thing. Every yeah. every good story has numerous chapters. It's got to come to an end at some point. Doesn't mean it's a bad thing. I'm I'm starting to think, Rev, the more I think about Sean McDermott taking over the play calling and how much that could be riding on this year, even outside of what McDermott's got on his shoulders. Think about what Bean's got going on with this coming year, having to get all the different aspects of this mm. team that are not currently buttoned up just tightened up enough to be able to get into a position to win yeah. it all because they yeah. put all their chips on the table to do it, man. Yeah. And Josh Allen's contract starts kicking in soon. We all know what's going to happen when inevitably yeah. that money comes to the front. I know he restructured again, but at some point it's going to have to get paid. At yeah. some point, this team is going to be different. We, we've been talking about it earlier, even with Stefan Diggs, like you mentioned, not getting any younger. There's going to be a moment where we're not talking about wide receiver two. We're talking about wide receiver one again. I'm exactly. just saying. This coming year is so, so big. And I think the added motivation for Sean McDermott to know that it's going to be on his shoulders probably twice as much as it would have been if Leslie Frazier was coming back. I like the, I like the, the positive thought around this instead of the negative. I think that that has to fuel him to have the mm -hmm. best year yet. I don't want to look at that thinking it's going to be for the worse. Why would it be? You said it yeah. the way I have thought about it since the beginning. The guy is a head coach because he was a good enough of a defensive coordinator to be one. That's right. rare in the NFL. Yeah. Nobody wants a DC at head coach anymore. No, Go not as often as why you yeah. are one, right, Rev? And if you do so, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be beneficial for everybody involved. Everybody. Yeah, a hundred percent. And and the thing of it is, like this year going in, uh, when it, when you look at, at at McDermott taking over play calling on the defensive side of the ball, I don't. I, I, I kind of expect a slight regression, just because of the the, the pieces that were lost, and and, and a lot's gonna a lot's gonna depend upon what happens in the draft too to replenish, especially the big hole at, at middle linebacker, right? Um, replacing Tremaine Edmonds, um, and, and fixing this defensive line and et cetera. I think where the money is, is in the postseason, not necessarily the regular season. I think if they get in the postseason, and they have a similar exit that falls on the hands of the defense where the defense is looking like, you know, like gar garbage, losing in the game, can't defend anybody, then I think that that's when you start to question Sean McDermott um, a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But but they, they cannot go – they cannot have a similar exit. I, I think the wow. standards are so high now, and it's for everybody. Because this is a package deal. You don't you don't just – I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like when you got Sean McDermott, you got you got Brandon Bean because he brought him on too. So they're 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 tied to the hip, right? Um, it's it's a very real possibility that if the Buffalo Bills exit this year in the postseason, maybe they're they're one and done, or maybe they don't even make the postseason. I, I don't know. We're just I'm just I'm just speaking hypothetically here. But if 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 the season does not go um, as expected because of who they are, right? This is no longer a 
Well, this is a playoff caliber team. No, this is now ask you real quick, though, just, I'm going to cut you out, but I want to, I want to make sure I get right what you're saying right now. When I, when I hear expected, a lot of people have a different definition of that. What is mm-hmm. expected to you? And how does that determine where you feel, how you feel about McDermott come the end of next season? When you say expected, I wouldn't say Super Bowl or bust expectations, right? You can't, I, I like, right? No, no, no. I, it, it's so hard to win. It is. Right. And not, not everybody has it. Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes and, 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 and a future Hall of Fame tight end and Travis. You know what I'm saying? It's just not, you know, you, you just don't really have that. You may get lucky. The, 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 the wind blows in your favor one year and you boom, you win it. You know, but other teams, it's it's hard to win it. So I'm not really, I'm not willing to to fire him if we don't win the Super Bowl. I, I'm more, I'm more less talking about how you play in the playoffs in the postseason. When you look back to the previous losses this year against the Bengals, how did they lose? They didn't even show up for that game. Now say what you want to say about you know well the team's mentality and the players and 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 just you know the 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 avalanche of things that happened this year that could have yeah I agree with that you know it could have had a you're not just fire Rev right you're dead right you're dead and so but 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 the year previous it fall it fell on coaching right yep. you look at uh, Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott is at fault as well because he's the head coach so when you look at those exits and how they exited. Um, I don't even look at the AFC Championship game and really blame them. They were just out of the league. They weren't ready yet. Um, the first one, the first one, yeah, again yeah. against the Chiefs. They weren't they weren't ready yet. Um, but but the past two, they were more than ready. And a, a couple of years ago, they they, they should have won it. Okay, so they cannot have another gaffe, a coaching gaffe. That's what I'm talking about, coaching gaffe. Not just I being outplayed, but a coaching gaffe where, where you can you can pin it on coaching and say you lost this game because of poor decisions in the game coaching. That's where I think that he gets turned up on this coaching staff and on Sean McDermott, especially going into next season. I don't necessarily care about the regular season. That's not where I am, right? Yeah. Because we've seen them have phenomenal regular seasons. Last year, they were 13 and three, right? Uh, you know, 14 and three. It's the postseason for me. And I think that's why when we're talking about the defense and Sean McDermott taking over play calling duties, it's why they made this switch because Leslie Frazier of the past several years in the playoffs, that defense has looked like a shell of itself. It's been horrific, horrific in the playoffs. And so they need a change. And this is why I'm encouraged is because, you know, the definition like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting different results or this are the same result. Like mm-hmm. it's just not going to happen. So I think it's, it's, it's good that they're making a change, making a switch. And then Sean McDermott is getting back to what he, you know, what got on the job in the first place, which is coaching defense. Um, he's a different play caller than, than Leslie Frazier is. Um, so the defense is going to look different. I mean, I'm encouraged by that because it lets me know that they're trying to do something different. That we know Sean McDermott, man, he is loyal to a fault at times. He 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 will hold on to guys as long as he can and give them every opportunity. And he did that with Leslie Frazier for how long? What five years, six years? And so it's finally it was our right, it's time to change. And so it's good. Now let's hope that the results, you know, uh, uh speak for themselves. And that that's what I'm looking forward to seeing this year. Speaking of things that don't change. Sabres lose to the Canadians somehow in overtime. No I don't know how you beat the I don't know how you beat the Devils the other night, and then you go on and, and you shut out the Islanders somehow. How is that even possible? I don't. I, the goaltending for the Sabres has been so bad, and they somehow shut out the Islanders the other night and win. And you lose to Montreal tonight. At least you get a point. But damn, I just I'm not even a huge hockey guy. I do like watching the Sabres, but I'm not as big into it as as most people from Buffalo are. 
But yeah. I want to watch some playoff Sabres hockey. And they just, they blue ball you nonstop. They're like in the hunt and they like back out of it. Then they get right back into the cusp of it again. At least they got a point tonight, but I just saw that come up on the screen. They got, wow. They got Four the L, but they got a point OT. Um, all right. So as we come to the close here, and I do like the points you made right there because frankly, I think that's exactly how a lot of people think. I think if you have the mentality of Super Bowl and bus, then you're just an irrational person. And I understand it. I understand. Let me address Scott because yeah. Scott says Rev is correct. McDermott is a better DC than HC. I did not say that. That is not what I said. Um, you're twisting it because I've been watching you all night and you've been you've been poo-pooing on McDermott all night. That's not you're not gonna you're not gonna put those words in my mouth. I said that Sean McDermott is getting back to what got him the job in the first place, which was coaching defense. I think he's a phenomenal head coach and uh he, and he's a very good defensive coordinator at that. So I'm encouraged by that. But I anyway, think that that's what ahead. we get to find out this year. I think that's the benefit of this year as the fans. We get to find out this year just how much Sean McDermott is worth, I think. We don't even know. Hmm. I don't think we know just yet. I think a lot of things, there's so many different ways to look at this. You could look at the offense being as good as it was because of Brian Dable and then a regression because of because of Ken Dorsey. Or you could look at the or everything being as good as it's been simply because of Josh Allen. You could say the defense was as good as it was because of Leslie Frazier, but then the issues were because of Leslie Frazier. You can, you can, you can shift this around as many different ways as you want. That's the problem yeah. with it, but it's also the reality. You can take all these issues because what's every issue have Rev somebody to blame. Everybody's mm -hmm. got to have somebody to blame. And when it comes to fandom, it's, it's, it's in your court who you want to blame. And as we see, there's a very broad range of blame being passed around. It gets blamed. It gets put on everybody, almost exclusively everybody, but Josh Allen, uh, even though sometimes it is deserved, although I do understand that it's way less than most uh, mm -hmm. of the other deserving parties when the other games in which there's no blame to hand out, it's because Josh Allen covered all of it up. I understand mm -hmm. that. I do understand that. But I think what we get to learn this year is that there is not an additional piece of that puzzle to use for the blame game. You're losing one of the major pieces. Yes. And when yeah. it comes down to defense, no you've lost all the pieces, but but yeah. one. There's only yeah. one to blame. And that goes yeah. back to my point earlier. That could be really, really good, really, really bad. I don't think it mm -hmm. could even be in the middle, Rev. I think a mediocre year does nothing good for, for McDermott. Does nothing. What do, mean, what do you mean by mediocre? When I say mediocre, I say... I know this isn't mediocre, but frankly, I, the, the where the Bills are at currently, this is pretty mediocre to us fans. I think an eleven to thirteen win, eleven to fourteen win season, and a first and a, and a second round exit. I don't think it does them any favors. Now mm. it's way different than it being bad and it doing him the opposite of favors. Yeah, I'm just saying there's nothing. There's no the, the days of getting the benefit of of winning more than three quarters of your games and getting bounced in the second round. I think they're done. You don't get brownie points for that anymore. The, the bills are past that, right? I gotta tell you, Rev, and I'm not saying it's doing this or bust as far as job is concerned, but I, I think it's doing this or bust as far as locking in your future or being secured within mm. your future of the franchise. AFC championship or bust. Really, I, I, 
is that not the expectation, man? Well, it's definitely the expectation because you he, don't even have to win it. By he, the way, I'm saying, but you got, dude, you got to get, you got to get there. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, you want you want them to get there, but I would I would say that even if they had a second round exit, now I wouldn't like it. I think and this all depends upon what happens in in free agency, right? I mean, not free agency, but in the draft. I think they already kind of have a built in, quote unquote, excuse, depending upon how they lose, right? Yes. Um, by by saying, well, look at who we lost. We lost Jermaine Evans in free agency, right? Um, Von Miller towards ACL, and he didn't get back until whenever in their regular season. And so, you know, you got that kind of in there. And then, so I, I think there, 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 there's some kind of there, there's a little bit of cushion there if they were to lose, you know, a certain way. I, I, I think that if it's a coaching thing, then the heat gets cut on. If they get beat because they get beat by a better team, then I don't necessarily think that that the heat is going to be turned on that way. I think I want to see improvements in the coaching decisions in the postseason, which is what I think has been holding this team back for the past couple of years. Not necessarily a a a a a, a uh, uh, based upon you know the roster construction or who they have. I think they've just been losing because of poor coaching decisions in the postseason. I think that could be what turns the heat up for McDermott. Absolutely. The way that they lose definitely will be yeah. a factor. If it's the if it's a divisional game and it so, it so happens to be against the Bengals or the Chiefs who are, who are just as good, if not better, than the Bills, and it's an absolute dogfight down to the end of the game, I'm not saying that that's doing it's, – it's not – Then again, though, we're sitting here making excuses then again. I don't know. I don't yeah, – yeah, I mean, the way they lose definitely matters. Though. I, I, yeah. I will say that for whatever it's worth, Yeah, you know? I'm just tired. I'm, I'm just tired as a fan. Like I, I want, I want them to deliver the baby. That's, that's, that's it. I know we've been, we, 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 we've been on our third trimester for what feels like uh, <laughs> three decades. Um, before hey, did, we wrap, you, did you get a chance to talk about a, a, a middle linebacker? Well, what I was about to bring up, actually, I was going to, uh, I was going to shift gear, uh, gears to defense because yeah. Bills did make uh a move this afternoon. Now I I, I wonder, and, and and this is tough because you know it's obviously an area of needed safety, and um, you know so you make that move and you wonder what it what it means. I just I, I think sometimes, and what's tough in our situation is when you have to get out and talk about it. I think sometimes you make a move, and I don't know how how significant it is. The Bills do sign free agent Taylor Rapp today, who was with the L.A. Rams mm-hmm. a season ago. Now I'm not entirely privy on his game or how much. I think he brings to the table. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I do know what I did read from those in the know from the Rams is that, you know, when he was really on, he was really on when he was really off, he was really off. And the general consensus is he's not really a starter in this league. Um, Mm. So you'll look at the move and what it does is probably in my opinion, add depth Mm -hmm. to a positional group that sorely needs it. I don't know if you have any, particular take on on the signing or whatnot i know yeah. a lot of times whenever there's a move it's like oh we got to get into it I, I sometimes i gotta be honest with you sometimes i just think it moves and move and we'll see what happens i mean it, yeah it, i mean honestly like I, like i heard you say this earlier i don't really have a clue who taylor rap is i, I didn't know who he was until until the bill signed him you know what i'm saying but <laughs> yeah, I, I would I, other than you know f- former second round pick okay that sounds good you know and i, and I look at what 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 bean said and 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 bean said uh today that that uh you know, rap was a guy that he was looking at replacing Jordan Poyer if they weren't able to get Poyer back. And so 
apparently Bean had had high enough regard for rap that he thought that he could actually be a replacement for Poirier if they weren't able to get Poirier back. Yeah. Well, they got Poirier back. And so now he's like, man, that's just like icing on the cake. You know, this is this is a starter in his eyes. And so um, we'll see how, how it pans out. I don't know, man. This could be something completely different again with Sean McDermott could be revamping his defense. We may see more three uh, safety looks. I, I don't know. I, I just I just don't know. Well, like you said, I mean, we'll see what happens when you know when the pads come on. Um, but I'm definitely intrigued by the by 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 what's going on defensively and what could possibly happen. I am looking. The one thing that is nice, I saw it comment and I went and checked. He did start, or he did. I, I'm not entirely sure, but um, he he either started or played in the majority, or not the majority. He either started or played in every single game this year. Now the Rams have blown up their entire defense. So Mm -hmm. I don't know how much, you know, I don't know how much stake you can put in to that. Then again, I don't necessarily know. I think sometimes with these signings, I think that they are just what they're 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 meant to be one thing and, and that's just in depth. And if it winds up being something greater than that, yeah. then that's awesome. Um, but I think that the interesting aspect of the of this particular positional group is that there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding, you know, the future of it and potentially the health that mm-hmm. could arise at any given moment, like we've noticed. So I think that having a a guy that was a former second rounder and a guy who does at the very least have a lot of starting experience over yeah. the last couple of seasons. That is definitely a benefit. Yeah, I agree. Scotty coming in here saying, do you think it's really worth it to trade at Oliver for deer? The, like, I know what you're trying to say here, Scotty. Scotty was typing quick. Yeah. Scott, I, I, I think Scotty was, Scotty was on the run on this one. ENR close to there. Yeah, I think I think I think he was on the move during this one. He goes, do you think it's really <laughs> worth it to trade it at Oliver for DeAndre Hopkins for like a package deal and I'll wait around um and what? Now wait around pick. Now I've been playing Da, Vin- da, Vin- da Vinci Co with the first line. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get the second line. Now I can't clown because Scotty always yeah, come through, man. Retired. I'm trying to figure I never have a problem reading with Scotty. I think I think he was on the I think he was on the on the move on this one. <laughs> he might even be on the road right now listening to a little smoke break and he wants to get it on the combo. <laughs> I, look at I can't blame him. He was at a red light. He wants he wants to you know, <laughs> let's try this again. Do you think it's really worth it to trade Ed Oliver for DeAndre Hopkins for like a package deal? And I'll wait around. I'm guessing. Uh, got it. Ding, ding, ding. A later round pick. Some, I think it's. Some, I think it's some kind of pick. Some kind of. Some kind of draft pick. As we talking I'm guessing about. Guessing a late round. Andrew Hopkins. Pick. Uh, a package deal. At least that's what uh, I'm hearing. They're late thinking. round pick. Maybe. Late round pick. Now Scotty sources saying this is what they. This is what Scotty sources got. Uh huh. I think it's a late Scotty round pick. Scotty stepped in. Scotty just ran into a guy at. At Duff's. So this is oh, what nice. he's hearing, just like I do. This is where I get my sources. Okay. Now, do you want my want my honest answer? Yes. Yes. I probably mm-hmm. if I can move at Oliver for a solidified wide receiver, 
that is not that is not throwing a, a dart at the wall hoping I get a guy that I can rely on to be a, a significant weapon for this team to mirror to Stephon Diggs. Absolutely. I'm doing it. Yeah. Um I I I I can't sit here and give you a, a, a million reasons why, other than I just don't think that we understand how quick it will go when how quick this 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 ship will move to another I don't even know the best way to describe it. Things will shift into another era of the Bills sooner than later. I don't want to let this current era, mm-hmm. which has been the best of my life, go to waste. Mm-hmm. And I think the best way to deter that is to put this offense in a position that other teams have been put in that are succeeding. The Eagles, yeah. the Chiefs, the Bengals. You look at this. Look, and, and can I just say this? Because I don't think enough people are talking about this, too. You look at the Jets roster recently. Mm-hmm. They're not a joke yeah. anymore, folks. The Jets yeah. roster right now. They look as good. As soon as Aaron Rodgers enters the building, I'm telling you, you guys can say, you know, the Jets are the Jets. Nobody likes saying that more than me. Screw them. I hate them. God, they're so annoying. God, they are annoying. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you right now, you know me. I'll clown around or whatever. I will not. I will not lie. I will not kid myself. That roster is loaded and it's young yeah. and it's not going anywhere. I think the Rodgers move is a band aid, and I don't know how great he'll be. I frankly don't really give a rip about Rodgers. Yeah. If they get a guy in there who's it, just better than Zach Wilson, because I I I cannot say this enough. It makes me sick saying it, but it's yes. the truth. This is a team last year with Zach Wilson that beat these Buffalo Bills. Beat the Bills. And you don't look at this Jets roster today, which is infinitely improved from last year, and it's healthier. You got Brees Hall coming back. Quinnen Williams, who went down. He had had three sacks against the Bills on like a series and a half and went down the rest of the game. That was when the Bills beat him. This team is stacked on the defensive side of things. Stacked. They had the offensive and defensive rookie of the year. Mm -hmm. They have a potential rookie of the year last year if he doesn't get injured in in Brees Hall coming back to the running back position. They have added wide receivers. McCole Harbin, right? Or, uh, am I right on that? Did they get, or am I confusing that? They, no, no, no. Oh, they got McCole. They got Alan they got uh, got, uh, Alan Lazard, Lazard, Nicole Harbin. And McCole Harbin, yes. I, yeah. See, this, I'm almost losing track because the, the, the moves recently, yes. Just wanted to, wanted to fact check myself. McCole Harbin on this team now, right? Uh, and now you have Alan Lazard on this team now. Mm-hmm. And it is all but inevitable and, unless something absolutely unforeseen and frankly would be one of the biggest stories in recent memory within the NFL, if Aaron Rodgers does not go to the Jets, it will be a crazy story. That's how pretty much locked up that is. This team is good, good. And the crazy thing is that's only one piece of a very large puzzle the Bills have yeah. to deal with. Because I could yeah. I could have a I could spend all of five seconds telling me the teams in the AFC that aren't good. And the the Dolphins do I need to bring up the mm-hmm. wild card? Okay. Right. The Skyler only Thompson. Team, yeah. Frankly, we're lucky that the New England. Lucky we won that game. You're, oh, yes. <laughs> what I'm saying is, and it's crazy. There's some things I never thought I'd say in my life. One thing I'll say now, we're lucky New England's in the division. Because if I'm talking about oh, yeah. bad teams in the AFC, New England's one of them. Yeah. New England's one of them. But right now, 
If you think the Bills are going to walk to an AFC East title the way they did last year, and let's face it, they walked towards the end. That was not a given. No, That was not a given. It went from being a given to being far from it to, all right, we got it locked up. It was a roller coaster. And even when it was locked up, it never came easy. It just never felt easy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be harder this year. Yeah. Harder. Very hard. Very hard. I mean, the, 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 we, can't, we can't just – I mean, it's, it's cool to talk about this, right? I mean, as, as fans, oh, you know, the Jets, all the Dolphins, whatever, the Patriots. I mean, listen, but we have to be objective here as fans and look at, at the teams in our division. Forget looking outside of the division, but just look within the division. There's two teams who have gotten – noticeably better on paper granted they had to play i saw somebody made uh, alluded to well the last year the broncos looked good on paper too yeah i get it i mean i was on i was on record saying man they look like one of the best teams you know in in the in the in the conference um or or, or in the in the in their division but at the same time they had a first year head coach right um you've got robert sala who's a, who's an extremely good defensive coordinator he's not his this is not his first year okay um, you, you you add a guy like like potentially like Aaron Rodgers on top of the weaponry that they already have, plus that defense. You cannot sit here and say with a straight face that that team does not get better, especially when they've already beaten us before. I can see if we've if we if we've swept the entire division two years straight, right? Then then I can say, oh well, okay, well whatever. They have to come see us. They've beaten us before. The Dolphins have beaten us before. The Dolphins almost beat us with Skylar Thompson and a laundry list of injuries that they had in the playoffs. When we got lucky and won, they're getting better. So we can't no longer say as Bills fans, well, we've got Josh Allen. The division is rapid. It belongs to us. Well, we still got to play. That still may be the case at the end of the season, but we've got to play. And I think that the division has gotten a lot tighter at least on paper, and the Bills better not rest on their laurels, like you say, and just think that it's just gonna be it's just gonna be handed to them. They are the hunted now, and teams aren't playing around, and nobody is afraid of the Bills anymore. They they really aren't. Like they're not surprising anybody. Yeah, Josh Allen is that guy, but they've been beaten before. It's like it's like it's like when when Mike Tyson got knocked out. Everybody wants a piece of him now. And so I'm and 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 the Bills aren't Mike Tyson. Okay. And so what I'm saying is we need to pause, pump the brakes a little bit. I'm not saying that the Bills are trash. I'm just saying that the division is a lot tighter than what we may be willing to accept and believe. And we better come with it this year, which is goes back to your point, Z about earlier about how important of a season this is when you look at Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott, the decisions that Sean McDermott is doing to take over the defense and and then Brandon Bean and this free agency. And then the, he has to nail this draft because he's looking over his shoulder and he sees the Jets adding these players. He sees the Dolphins, he sees the Patriots. And oh yeah, by the way, the Jets still have a top 13 pick in the draft too. So, so and, and they're not paying a whole lot of money on, on a rookie, I mean, on, on a quarterback either. So, so, so they can ha- they can afford to add these types of players. The Bills have to draft exceptionally well and knock it out of the park, and then play and perform. So it's going to be a trying year for for this team. I'm, I'm willing to see. I mean, I'm going to see what happens. Um, but let's not let's not let's not just think that it's a foregone conclusion that the Bills are going to win the division. It's not. Guess who has the fifth highest odds to win the Super Bowl? The Buffalo the Jets. Bowl. Buffalo Bills. Oh, the Buffalo Bills. Guess who has the sixth highest odds to win the Super Bowl? The Jets. So if you don't believe us, <laughs> I don't believe know the betting market, which yeah. I promise you is 10 million times smarter than I am. It's not a joke. So stop pretending like it is because you, you, you're not going to want to approach the season like that. I'm telling you right now. I'm don't not telling it. you to gear up for a letdown. 
but you need to gear up for a, lot, a hell of a lot more of a, of, a, of a competitive nature within this division. Right. And we become right. used to. Yeah. And that's all and we're saying. Truth. Yeah. And you yeah. look at this AFC and this, and this is all just going back to my point and saying, yeah, you got to make the move for a guy like Hopkins because look at this conference. I don't think you can just sit back and say, ah, we got Josh Allen. Like we keep saying, as long as you got Josh Allen, you got a chance, of course. But is all you want a chance or do you want to have the best chance? Right. Yeah. Okay. The Broncos, I promise you they're better this year. Sean Payton's not walking in there and looking like Nathaniel Hackett. I promise they'll happening. be better. I promise you. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. The Bengals are the Bengals. Miami is going to be a pain in the ass. They always are. They're going to be again mm -hmm. this year, potentially even more so now that Mike McDaniel has another, uh, has a year under his belt, right? New England, screw them. The Browns, right. they didn't pay Deshaun Watson $350 million guaranteed to suck ass. They're going to be better. Mm -hmm. Jacksonville, look out. I'm oh, telling yeah. you right now. That's a dark horse team, man. Dark horse. I'm that team right you. there, dude, is, is, is loaded. loaded. The Raiders with Jimmy Garoppolo. Don't overlook it. Better than advertised. The Chargers, they're due. They're mm. very good. Brandon Staley, hot seat if it doesn't happen. It has yeah. to be by now. I can't believe it's 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 not the way it is. Uh, Pittsburgh, I think they're better. Not necessarily something I I, I worry about, but mm -hmm. I think I think they're in the right direction as far as their rebuild is concerned. Yeah. And then the Jets. I mean, right now you look at this AFC. You got eight spots to fill, and right off the bat, without even thinking about it, you got. You got the Bengals in. You got the Chiefs in. You got, I, I think you can fill the eight right now. Bills. Mm -hmm. And this is, of course, you know, you never know what happens. But I think it's, I think I'd go. And this is, this is all predicated on Lamar going back to the Ravens, right? Okay. I got Bills, Ravens, Chiefs, mm -hmm. Bengals. I mean, this is tough. I could see, some, you got to remember, there's some shifts in here. Mm -hmm. Jacksonville. Jacksonville's in, yeah. I think Denver makes the playoffs. I don't know why. I, mm -hmm. I, I don't see Sean okay. Payton going in there and laying an egg. I just don't see it. Okay. I don't know how the Jets don't make the playoffs, man. I, I, I don't th know. I think, he's good. I, think, I think all three of the AFC East teams could be in there. I, I, think the, I think Bills, Jets, and Dolphins can make, can make it in there. I mean, right there. I mean, what more can be – what more do you need to – what more needs to be said? You got you got three teams right there that you'd have a you'd have a way tougher time arguing not making the playoffs than you would making it. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, two of them already already made it. All right, the Bills and the, and the Dolphins already made it. The Jets, they're right. They're knocking on the doorstep. They're they're in an Aaron Rodgers signing away from being there. Right. Um. And 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 shoot, even if they miss out on Aaron Rodgers, if I were them, I'm I'm pivoting to to <laughs> to Lamar Jackson. Imagine oh, bringing I, in Lamar Jackson. That would I don't been, know what they're waiting on. That would have been my first, my first thing I would have yes. done. Yeah, this is what I'll Jackson say about right the, the Jet. This whole Jets Rodgers thing. The one thing I will say about the Jets with the potential of them not being as good as they are on paper, I think, I think that this also has the potential to be an absolute shit show. I I do. Oh yeah, I think it, this Rodgers thing be. could be terrible for the so, long haul. Yeah, I think they'll be competitive. There is no long haul. He's yeah. there two years yeah, right, at right, an right. absolute max. I guarantee you. Yeah, yeah. beyond beyond this year is 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 done. Yeah, it's done. I think that that could be really bad. On the same hand, or on the other hand, 
it's a team that was good enough last year to where you had to respect them. I think they're much better this year. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, Can you imagine Lamar with the Jets? I don't know. I don't, I don't want to see what is going on over there. That's what is that? I mean, I just don't understand any of it. Dude, we're an agent, man. Like everyone else has one. I don't understand why you think it's such a bad thing. Just get some representation, man. And I'm ruined for, I love Lamar. I love him. He's hilarious. Yeah. He's a, he seemed like a great dude. And I just love watching him play. And I don't understand what he's doing. And I don't understand what the Ravens did to, to put him in this position to, to be feeling this. I got no words on it. The whole thing mm-hmm. makes absolutely no sense. He's got this random guy that no one's ever heard of trying to represent him. That's not even an NFLPA certified yeah. agent. I, I don't know what's going on. He, he's getting some bad advice somewhere. I, I don't, I don't know, but he's about to screw himself. Like it doesn't, <laughs> Dude, it this is, make that's sense, what man. I was saying earlier about the intangibles. And this is coming from somebody who loves Lamar Jackson and thinks he's a, I think he's been great for Baltimore. This is still something that I would never have foreseen happening. I, I'll tell you this right now. I, 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 I couldn't imagine Josh Allen doing this in, in my wildest dreams. No, in my wildest dreams. No. And you know, that to be true. He restructured his contract two weeks ago. Exactly. You think he gives a shit? No, I'm telling you, we have got, to always remember how lucky we are at times like these when you see the mm-hmm. absolute lunacy that is going on with the Packers and the Jets and, the, and Aaron Rodgers. The lunacy that is going on with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens and God knows who else is involved. Random guys off the side of the street. He's got making phone calls trying to negotiate a half a billion dollar contract for him. Make no sense. <laughs> remember that Josh Allen oh, man. will be the guy to renegotiate his contract because he wants to win. He I do not win. understand. And I don't, and by the way, I've, I, I've made this note. I am not going to sit here and tell people not to get paid. Like if Josh Allen wanted to get paid, he deserves to get paid. I'm not going to knock him for it as I won't knock Lamar Jackson for it, for it. What I will knock him for is being what, what seems to be incredibly stubborn and incredibly unwilling to mm-hmm. do himself any favors. It doesn't seem like he's doing himself no favors. I don't, yeah, I don't understand the whole... I don't even know if we ever heard why he doesn't have proper representation. I, I don't know, other than maybe he just doesn't I don't want to think pay, he wants to pay for it. Pay for it what, but like, you come pay on. In, like, in, what you pay in fees will make 10 times over in additional money. I guarantee it. You'll make it. I'm like, come on, man. Like, like I, I can't... I could be wrong, and he could be... He, he could, no contracts in and out. I have no idea, but it's not looking good for him, right? So just like, how can you focus on football and then and then be and then walk in at the negotiating table and then try to negotiate your own deal? And it's and you're getting taken to the shed. It's 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 not a good look. And then when he puts out the tweet today about about you know about what happened, even just come on, Lamar. Like like, and I'm not like a grammar police guy, but but dude, like. You're trying to be a professional. You're trying to represent yourself, and and, and it just says it just doesn't even it doesn't even sound good, you know. So I'm. That's I'm what I love about him. Though. That's what I love about him, though. He, like he, he's just a little. He doesn't care. No, like <laughs> like every time he plays on Sunday Night Football, and he's just always saying something funny, and then it's always just, uh, "Thank you, Miss Lisa. I love when he calls Lisa Solomon's Miss Lisa." Oh, yeah. Like uh-huh. Yeah. The guy, I he's just a good guy, man. I, I love Lamar, man. He's a good guy. I, I love him too. Un- I I, I got to tell you, 
I, this doesn't seem like it's being done under his own volition. There has got to be somebody giving him the worst advice on planet Earth. Somebody has to, man. It doesn't make any sense. I don't think he woke up and said, I, frankly, I don't know what he woke up and said. I don't understand it. Why are you going against the status quo the way things have been done forever by every single other player? And, and it's been done. I mean, dude, people are making more money than has ever been made before at this sport. And it continues to grow. You are going to be at the high end of that. Why are you screwing yourself? Mm -hmm. Because Deshaun Watson backed the Browns, the Cleveland Browns, the biggest laughing stock in all of sports, perhaps. Yes. Why are you predicating your contract situation on one of the worst contracts <laughs> ever signed in the history of anything? And, and I cannot blame, dude, you cannot blame Baltimore for not doing it. If no. they do it, then everybody will want Everybody's to do it. Everybody's going to do it. You yeah. know, this sport has gone to shit because every quarterback is making right. Jeff Bezos money while nobody yeah. else can afford to be paid a dollar to do anything else. It's yeah. stupid. It, it's, 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 it's dumb. And, and we, I mean, we call it collusion, call it whatever you want to, but I think, I think the owner's like, it is we're not doing it. Yeah, but I'm saying like, it's like, we're not doing this. Like the Browns are idiots for what they did. We're not going to set the precedent. We're not going to allow that to happen. That this is this is no way we can do it. And then Lamar can't even just. How can you justify that? Like, I mean, that's nobody else is getting that kind of contract. Like nobody, nobody. And then, how is no one? And this is and and this is a perfect example here. Mike Harlow goes, "Why give someone ten percent as an agent? Because that that because there's they're going to be an agent who, mind you." These guys are sharks, man. We're talking multi-million millionaires who will walk into a room with the most successful people that you've ever seen in your life and tell them to go suck their ass. They will go in yeah. there and do all the dirty work for you, including being the voice of reason to say, hey, Lamar, you're kind of screwing yourself here, chasing after a one-on-one -on -one contract that has never been done before and will never be done again. And what I am telling you was one of the worst moves optically and also financially that will ever go down in the history of all pro sports, not just the NFL. And by the way, it was done by the biggest laughing stock in, in all of pro sports, yes. more or less over the last two decades, the Cleveland Browns. Do you want that? Because if you do that, if you do that, if you continue to, 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 to hound on that being the only way that you will settle for a contract, dude, you're not going to play. You're not gonna no play. one's going to do it, man. And no. back to your point of colluding, collusion or not, I hope people understand it's for the better. It's for the betterment of the game. For the betterment, yeah. If you do this, if you do this, then it is going to shatter. It is going to shatter the NFL as you know it. If the right. quarterbacks are making, if they're making like almost three hundred million dollars oh, guaranteed, half the guarantee, half the salary cap of your rev. What yeah. are you supposed to do with that? Nothing. You can't, and that's and, that, and that's exactly where 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 it's going if they allow Lamar Jackson to do this. But I get it from his point too, right? He, he, he wants it. You want to get paid, and you've also risked your body more than probably any other quarterback outside of probably Josh Allen has. In fact, I'd say Lamar has risked it more. I guarantee you, Lamar has probably risked it more. That offense has been designed around Lamar running the ball like a running yeah, back. That's why everybody. You know, it's it's terrible. That's what everybody says because they don't they don't watch football. Um, 
I, I understand he's been injured and he wants reassurance from the, from the team in which he has put his body on the line to be injured for. I, I, on the same hand, there, there just seems to be no budging and no rationality behind the way he's operating here. And I hate to see it because he's really doing himself no favors. And, 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 and coming from somebody who loves watching Lamar play and coming from somebody who I think, you know, sits back and watches Lamar and realizes what they're witnessing. And I think you're witnessing one of the better athletes to ever play the position. Yeah. It, it really is a shame to watch what seems to be an incredibly common sense situation be turned into absolutely anything, but, and it just seems that nobody involved is, is winning. The other thing too, is how is Lamar not realized by now that nobody's going to do this? He went to the market thinking that the Ravens weren't going to do it, but there'd be somebody out there that would, he has got to know by now it has been well over a week, almost two weeks now where he has been on the market, quote unquote, and nobody's nobody making has, a bite. has put a dollar in front of him. Nobody. It ain't going to happen. And, and here's my thing. Dude, look, you, you may, you may not like the Ravens for, for how they're handling the situation. I get it, but yeah. I, I don't understand. I don't understand why, 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 why quarterbacks and, and, and who am I to judge? Right. But I don't understand why, quarterbacks are so afraid of the franchise tag. Like, I, I just don't get it because I see a guy in Kirk Cousins who wrote the book on it. He, he, wrote, was, he wrote the book on it. And, and, people are, and these guys are like, what is going on? How are you not following this guy? I would be all in no, on, on, on no. the French franchise me, baby. I don't care. I mean, 30, 30 million, $32 million guaranteed is what it is. I know that people, they, they're looking at this $45 million uh, whatever, I'll get it this year. Next year, franchise me again. Okay, here's another guaranteed thirty mil, and then I'll hit free agency the year after that, and then I'll get a two year, three. I'll sign for a short deal, fully guaranteed. Like, they're, they're, like there's so much money to be had, but I, they're just they just like they want it all right now. And I'm like, dude, just it's it, it's okay, it's okay, bro. Like, and again, who am I to judge? But I would I would play on a tag, bro. I would play on a tag and use it like Kirk Cousins did and get him a major bag in three years. There is no bank in history that has been robbed harder <laughs> than how the NFL has been robbed by Kirk Cousins. He should write a book oh on my how gosh. to finesse a multi-billion dollar organization. And on top of that, he's a legend. Legend. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you this too. He's a perfect example, but he's also a very unique example. He's also the perfect example for an agent mm -hmm. to use right. as leverage for Lamar Jackson because when Kirk Cousins signed his fully guaranteed contract, it was for three years. Three years. Somebody will give Four Lamar deals. a three-year guarantee. No one's giving him a Deshaun Watson uh, guarantee, which is no. what, 10 years or whatever? The five? No, it's done. I don't even know what it is. I don't even care. It's so, it's so damn stupid. I hate it. It's just the dumbest thing. Somebody will give him three years. This is what it, this is what a good agent would do, by the way. Mm -hmm. You'd sit Lamar down and say, Lamar, there's been two fully guaranteed contracts in the history of, uh, of the NFL. Deshaun Watson, who's a serial predator, who <laughs> somehow was able to find the most unique situation possible where he where he was able to pin the rate, he was able to pin the Browns and the Falcons against each other to the point where they, they both lost their starting quarterbacks from them finding out. Matt Ryan wanted out. Baker Mayfield wanted out. Now, both these franchises are in a quandary, right? 
Yes. Then the Browns find out that they're no longer in play for Deshaun Watson. So as a desperation plea, unlike we have ever seen, <laughs> they put in front of him essentially a winning lottery ticket. And you yeah. want to know what that was? That Deshaun Watson won the lottery. He was in a situation, and of course, nobody on earth deserves it more than Deshaun Watson, by the way. I mean, he clearly deserved it, obviously. Yeah. Um, anyhow, he he was in a situation that was so unique, and he was also in a situation that was being spearheaded by some of the one of the most poorly ran franchises in the history of the NFL. <laughs> yeah. And 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 that and that in turn wound up resulting in a contract that was very beneficial for Lamar Jackson, or excuse me, for Deshaun Watson, but was also and we will, they will study this. They will study this. There will be a 30 for 30 on this. Yeah, on how awful this entire situation was. The only oh, other man. fully guaranteed contract was Kirk Cousins. Okay. So you lay this in front of Lamar Jackson. And you say, I can get you probably in the middle of that or Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Or a little more than Kirk Cousins. And I'm going gonna, gonna to explain to you that both these situations were very unique. And the one end of the situation that you want, I, I cannot, I don't, I don't even know how you would explain it to him without him already understanding. It, it is, it is never going to happen again. I understand you want 350, whatever million guaranteed. So do I, man. We all do. Nobody else has it. Like, I would also lay in front of him. Josh Allen's contract, Patrick Mahomes' contract, and I'd say, dude, these guys didn't ask for this, right? And I be, and, and you want to know what a good agent is? A good agent's real, and he's probably going to say, listen, man, over the course of the last couple of seasons, you have not been hitting the numbers these two have. Let's be real here, man. Mm-hmm. They weren't asking for that contract, and if anybody could have probably have been doing it, the, the the example I'd use more than anybody would be Mahomes, and I just say, dude. Oh, yeah. The only person on planet Earth right now that have a, that that would have an actual argument towards that contract would be Mahomes, oh, and he yeah. ain't doing it. That's it. And if you think that you're worthy of that, I got to tell you, man, as your agent and respectfully, you as my client, I have to respectfully tell you that I have been out in this market. I have worked in this, I have worked in this environment for a very long time. It ain't happening, man. And the more you try to conjure up a false reality that it will, the longer you're going to go without getting paid without being on a team and further mm-hmm. ruining your reputation. So That's figure right. it out. That's, That's right. what an agent does. Exactly. And an agent would also have him paid yesterday. And I'm telling you right now, it's an unfair contract. Lamar is going to get paid. He's just not going to get paid this ludicrous amount of money on a ludicrous contract that he wants. And nobody ever will again. Mahomes dictates okay. the market. Mahomes is the new Brady. You cannot, you cannot you know why the salary cap was paid more than knows him. This. You want to know why the salary cap was held down for as long as it was at the quarterback position? Because as long as Brady was playing Brady. and he wasn't making the the the, the highest salary in the league, yeah, you couldn't walk in to the, to your to your front office and say, "I want this contract." They'd look at you and go, "Yo, you think you're Tom Brady?" And they laugh <laughs> you out of the room. Exactly. Now they're gonna look at you and go, "Oh, you think you're Patrick Mahomes?" Yeah. You got two MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs. You got two Super Bowl rings. No, get the hell out of my office. Mm-hmm. And that, frankly, that's happening. exactly what I do. It's, it's not happening. He, no, he's, he's interesting. Joe Burrow's contract, I'm very, I'm, I cannot wait to see it. 
I cannot yes, wait to see it. That's going to be a good one. And, and, and that's uh, going to be different. It is. But it's still going to be Sean Watson. I tell you that. Well, and and then you have you have uh, Justin Herbert, who who I think I heard, I read earlier today that that oh the he's Chargers already have had have had conversations already. So you've got those two guys who are who are looking to get paid too, and Lamar is sitting there on the outside looking in. And I'm telling you, man, look, play just play on the on the tag this year. Hit free agency next year. If 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 you if no team has 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 paid for your services right now, and and the Ravens essentially said here. Go ahead and get him if you want him. And nobody has done it yet. Dude, he came out today, though, and said he wanted the, – the thing is he announced for the trade, though. This is the, this is the problem. It's Baker Mayfield all over again almost, where it's like the yeah. bridge is already broken now and there's no contract. So now what he's done, Reb, is not only has he burnt the bridge completely with the team that was going to be probably willing to spend the most money on him out of anybody else. Yeah. The Ravens don't want yeah. to lose him. People think they do. They don't. They just don't want to give him a contract that makes absolutely no sense that could very yeah. likely put that franchise in a hole in the foreseeable future. You watch what happens with Cleveland. Not too long from now, it is going to be hilarious. I can't it wait to watch. It's going to be awesome. And the thing about the thing about about Lamar is that a team who takes on Lamar not only have to have to pay them, but they have to build and structure their offense much like the Ravens did. How they just went all in that year and created an offense completely around Lamar Jackson. And even if you so, if you have pieces currently right now that don't really fit the the the, the level of offense that he that he that he plays. You're gonna have to re- be willing to revamp it. You got to go all in on that guy. And I'm not, I'm not saying that that he can't, you know, um, be this elite level pocket passer. I mean, we haven't seen it, but but like on top of that, that's another reason why nobody's gonna be paying you that kind of money or more than what the Ravens were willing to do because they just don't know what to expect. And he he has to man. He dude. And again, I love Lamar, man. Great guy. I need him to get proper representation because he's going to get taken to the woodshed and it's not going to look no, good. It's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be terrible, man. Play, play well, on the tag. I'm ruined for him. Like it's just sucks. It's yeah, like, dude, like, how is there not anybody? And this is the problem. I think you get to a certain level of like fame and success and stuff where all you have surrounding you is probably yes, man. That's why you also yeah. need an agent. An agent doesn't benefit from telling you yes. An agent benefits from getting you the best deal possible. You don't think if an agent knew he could get you that deal, he wouldn't. Why wouldn't he? He's right. going to get paid more. Of course exactly. he's going to do it. The agent's going to get you the best deal possible. Why? He makes more money when you make more money. I mean, it's like, it's like, and it's also, it's not like it's, this is the other thing that kills me. It's not like he's like, well, not everybody has an agent. They're doing well. Dude, everybody has an agent. Mm-hmm. Especially anybody, dude, there's not a soul on the planet that is an A-list celebrity, A-list athlete like you are that does not have an agent. They do not exist. There isn't one on the planet. So why are you doing this? Why are you? Why do you want to be the one odd man out when it's clearly not benefiting you? Right. I got to tell you this, though. I just thought about what he would be like on the Jets. The Jets would be so damn good if he went there. They would be so <laughs> Exactly. I don't know why he doesn't do it. I don't know either, man. I would be on him. I'm the Jets. I mean, I'd rip up that contract, the potential contract for Aaron Rodgers. I wouldn't even blink. I wouldn't blink. And I'd be pivot right now to Lamar. Yeah. And I'd pay a lot more for Lamar over the long term than I would. You're going to get so much more value out of it. I mean, they're going to pay Rodgers. And then on top of that, they're going to give up a first round draft pick for more than likely a year. And what happens, Rev? I want to know what happens. And this would be typical Jets. 
And I know I earlier said that they are, I mean, and I'm not lying. They do have the six best Super Bowl odds. They do have an incredible roster. But with that said, it is the Jets. And it would not stun me if Aaron Rodgers came in, didn't give a rat's ass about being there, half-assed it, made his money, and walked off into the sunset. All the while, the Jets go five and five and twelve. I, it would not blow my mind, and I would love it. Now you avoid that. I I don't know. I I can't imagine they haven't been on the phone with Lamar. That's what blows my mind. Either, How did all these teams come out and say, "Oh, we're not interested"? What? Like like no. the Falcons? What? You're gonna run with Desmond Ritter? You haven't made a phone call? What are you doing? You're full of shit. The Dolphin, dude, the Dolphin, if you had Lamar Jackson, if you had Lamar Jackson and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle on the same team, you're talking about three of the fastest guys on the planet on the same offense, and you mean to tell me Mike McDaniel and company said, nah, we'll stick with Tua. They Mm -hmm. haven't picked the phone up? Something's fishy, man. It makes no sense. Well, unless unless they did, and they all came out, and they didn't. It was weird. Well, yeah, I mean... If, if if that's his contract, if, if that's his demands, and he's like, then then forget it. I wouldn't call him either. You know what I'm saying? But like, so I, I don't know, man. It's just an interesting interesting situation, and uh, I mean, he's liable just to hold out this whole year. Like, I I just don't think he plays. I really don't. Sarah comes in and said they'd have to give up two first for Lamar. I would give up two first in a hot give second for Lamar. Give it up. Give the Jets giving up a, a first for the for Rodgers for one year. Yeah, who's Rogers bridging the quarterback for Zach Wilson, who we already nobody know blows we already knows. Yeah. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> we know Rogers. Also, the Jets. What's two first round draft picks for him? They already burned one on Zach Wilson. They burned one on Sam Darnold. They're going to burn one on Aaron Rodgers. Who the hell cares? Light two more on fire and bring Lamar in and don't light two more on fire again for a decade. I don't there get it. Go. There you go, man. It, that, that's, that's easy money to me. Two first. It is a no yeah. brainer. Yeah. I saw a tweet earlier and it made perfect sense. The guy tweeted out every team that should make a call to Lamar Jackson. There was like there was like 26 teams on the list. And I couldn't <laughs> have agreed more. I couldn't have agreed more. I'm looking at the roster of some of these teams. I go, I go, this doesn't make any sense. And people want to act like it's got to do with draft capital. Who the hell gives a shit? You're gonna you're gonna risk. The Jets one to me just makes no sense. You're going to, you're going, it's already established that you're probably going to give up a first round pick for a rental. This would be the, this would be essentially the, you want to know the equivalent of this? This would be like buying a car, but knowing that you only get a one year lease out of it. Who in their right mind would do that? Now, granted, granted, you want to know what? Oh, but, oh, but Rev, oh, but Rev, it's an old school Ferrari. Like, I just got to buy it. Uh, and then I get it for a year. Yeah, everybody will think you're super cool for a year. And then when you're back to driving your shitbox 1990 <laughs> 300,000 miles on it, no one's going to give a shit. I'd much rather buy a yeah. nice, reliable car that's got some nice bells and whistles. It's yeah. faster than shit, and it's going to last me a while. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't burn gas. And by gas, I mean draft capital. Right. This makes so, so you, much sense to me. You I, get I don't. The, you, get the, you get you get the Ferrari, and you still don't get the girl. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you get the frog who could quite literally potentially spit right in your face, and then on top of it, that frog could just leap off and le- and go nowhere. And not only do you not get the girl, you might be sitting there without the frog, without the girl, 
And you might be wondering what the hell you honestly might be sitting there, Rev, saying to yourself, and this is good. This could happen to the Jets. Think about what they've done to get to this point. They have drafted so incredibly well. They have really done a hell of a job of trying to steer this ship around. And it's one hell of a ship to steer. And they could completely steer it back the other way if this falls through. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they really could. So I I don't understand how a team that I mean, other than Brett Favre, man, who's the last franchise guy they rolled with? Besides Mark Sanchez, which I don't even count. Chad Pennington? I mean, I I I can't even I don't even make any they sense. You've been throwing, you've been throwing darts at the wall, hoping they stick. Why would you not just throw yeah. two more, two more, knowing they will stay there, knowing they'll be there for, for a, a proven while? Guy. I just don't get it. Proven guy. Like if this was the Bills, man, I'd be freaking out. I would be freaking out right now. If this was Buffalo. I'd be highly upset. Highly. Like imagine <laughs> the Bills never got, dude. Imagine the Bills took Darnold. Right, and then the Bills yeah. took Zach. Zach Wilson. Oh, let's be it. honest, folks. It, it's not like it was that crazy of a possibility. I mean, oh. it very easily could have happened. I was the dumbass easily. sitting there. Why, why didn't we get Rosen? I mean, that's that was I me. Was. That yeah, was me. Was I know because we're <laughs> right. So yeah. think how think how easily the Bills could be in this situation. And then imagine oh you could gosh. you could you could throw two draft picks away to get the guy that you know you've been looking for, or you could bring in. Aaron Rodgers stoned off his skull for a year, and God knows yeah. what you get, and then, then then you're back to phase one again. Back to it again, yeah. And you're not guaranteed a champ. I mean, come on now. Like, I would be pissed as a fan right now. Oh, I don't know how shit. Jets fans are feeling, but I would be – forget Rodgers, man. Like, how yeah. are you not contacting Lamar and just making the deal? Three fan bases I feel bad for right now. The Jets on the bottom of that list because, frankly, screw them. Mm-hmm. But I would hate, I don't feel bad for them. Or better way to phrase this. Three fan bases I would hate to be a part of right now. Green Bay, because this just mm-hmm. sucks. Like, they don't deserve this. The whole thing's crappy. I got to find out what's going on with my with my quarterback that I've grown to love for the last 20 years on the on the goddamn Pat McAfee show for no reason. Like, why, why, <laughs> why do I have to tune in and watch this guy on his cell phone from his closet tell Pat McAfee that when he came out of the, the, the darkness retreat that he decided that he didn't want to be on the – you know what I mean? I hate that for them. I just think it sucks. And they also had to go through this exact same thing with Brett Favre. It's, literally, Favre. it's literally like – yeah, it's like deja vu. It sucks, right? The yeah, other right. thing, the other fan base I would hate to be a part of right now, Baltimore. This blows. You because you because you can't you can't fault the organization. There's part of you that can't fault Lamar because there's something about him that you do understand where he wants to get paid. But at the same time, it, th- this is done. This this is done. I think him and I think him in, in, in Baltimore, it's gotta be done. I, it just seems done. Yeah, it does. And, and think about it, man. Think about it, Rev. The Ravens were as just as confident as the Bills were. In the same time period, they get Lamar and they get an MVP right out of the bat, man. Second year MVP. Think about where they were in the same time period, and then think about where they are today in the same window the Bills are in. That's that's crazy. how fast the window can close, man. Exactly, exactly. And then the other one is the Jets, because right now, if you don't get Aaron Rodgers, say something crazy happens, you are screwed. You're screwed. Yeah. If you don't get Aaron Rodgers, you're screwed. If you do get Aaron Rodgers, and this year isn't anything but a Super Bowl, which I got some harsh news for you, it most likely won't be. And if mm-hmm. it is, 
holy hell, I will literally <laughs> sit in the road and wait to be hit. <laughs> can you imagine? Can't, just for I a second, buddy. Just I, imagine. Can you imagine the Jets get Aaron Rodgers? Dude, I will sit crisscross at the I-90. Super Bowl. <laughs> I will sit in the fetal position on the 90 in the middle of the night. Waiting. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then oh, so if that fate doesn't occur, Aaron Rodgers hangs it up. He just used your ass for like 50 million and a one-way ticket out of town. And now you're back to phase one again. Oh man. So I guess the inevitable conclusion here. What? I said, and you don't have a first-round pick for the next year. Oh, no. to give Rodgers. And which, by the way, um, no, I'm thinking about. You know what? I'm, you know what I'm thinking about. Next year is going to have some damn good quarterbacks in that draft class. I don't know why. I don't know why the Jets want to do this so bad. To be honest with you, I don't know why the Jets want to get Aaron Rodgers so bad. I don't really see how I don't. I, I mean, I understand they could be really good this year. I get that, but dude, that's that. That's where the buck stops. I mean, that's it. Yeah. As a fan, man, I don't know how much I'd I'd be begging to sign up for one year of success. I, I don't know. Maybe they they, they don't trust their drafting. <laughs> I don't they know, whiffed, man. They, they had the best draft Wilson. out of anybody last year. Whiffed on Zach Wilson. You know, oh, um, they I don't know if it was the same regime, the same GM. I don't think it was when they got Darnold, but that was a that was a failure. So maybe they're like, man, forget it. We can't we can't draft a quarterback to save our lives. So let's just let's overpay for a guy who's who says he wants to retire. You know what I'm saying? But now he's yeah, I don't well, know. Man. I, I got two words for Green Bay. Johnson. Two words for Green Bay. Keep digging. Keep digging. Dig those heels in. Ask the Jet. I'd take the take the Jets for everything they got. Screw them. Just absolutely yeah. take him for ransom. Then give him Rodgers. And and then you want to know what will happen. Then I'll be rooting heavily for Jordan Love next year. I hope this is what I hope happens. They mm. pawn they pawn Rodgers off for, for a a bag. The Jets just get super desperate, bag down on Rodgers. Jordan Love explodes. He's just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Packers go to the NFC championship or something. And, and the jets, they, they are just so bad. Like, so, so, so kind of like, kind of like, uh, the Seahawks and, and, and the Broncos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Except, uh-huh. yeah, actually, right. yeah, pretty much exactly yeah. right. Like to a T mm-hmm. except the difference would be in green Bay. The future would be so bright. Like with Seattle, you know, it's Geno Smith and yeah, it's cool, but I mean, it's not, I don't know if this is my future with Jordan love. That's the future. Yeah, that could be your next. That could be your next twenty-year guy if it's if it hits. That's what they want. Um, the I mean, is- inevitably the conclusion is screw the Jets. I mean, right here. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, well, I hope it's just. Well, they're gonna try, but the thing of it is, I, I don't. I don't know who who has. I think the Jets probably have, you know, the the leverage because they're like. I mean, they look at they're looking at at, at Green Bay and they're like, you've got fifty nine million reasons. <laughs> To get rid of them, you know what I'm saying? Because I know it's a weird. <laughs> I know, I know. But at the same time, it's like, yeah. Good. But if we don't give them to you, who are you gonna roll out there? ZW. Yeah. Well, I take who my guys. Who are you gonna roll out? There? 
You gonna roll, you, you gonna roll out Zach Wilson again? I mean, well, you, well, you, you, you cut him, I'll take my chances. Right you cut him, I'll take my chances. I think they should just go with Mike White and call it a day. That oh, they got rid of him. They don't have Mike White. I get rid of him. Yeah, they got rid of him. That's right. They get, yeah, imagine the, imagine imagine this blows up in their face. Right? They don't get Rodgers. They don't get Lamar, and they have to turn around and look at Zach Wilson. Here's my bold <laughs> prediction, like, Rev. We believe in Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's been our guy all along. I got two bold predictions for you. <laughs> Either Ryan Tannehill or Marcus Mariota will be taking the snap week one. <laughs> and I'll tell you this. You'll never oh, see man. me happier in my life. If Ryan Tannehill... I... This might inspire me... Is he a free agent? my dreams if this right. happens. Oh, my God. This might inspire me to, like, go out there and do it. Because I found out that it can happen. What I want to happen can happen. Mm-hmm. If this falls through, the Jets get absolutely... They, they get a handprint left on their ass so, so big it's the size of a dinosaur foot. <laughs> and they got to go out and get Ryan Tannehill. I mean, I would just be so happy. That'd I think it would be, be so great. I think it would be so awesome. Yeah. I didn't get to talk about this with you earlier before we get going. Uh, thoughts on TikTok boy getting balls thrown to him now by uh, McCorkle Jones. How about that signing? Juju. Oh, Juju. Okay, okay. I mean, can you imagine uh, Bill Belichick and Juju alone in a room? That's I'd love to weird, watch man. that. I'd love to do, see do, that. I want, do you think – here's a question. Do you think Juju is a guy who's able to get – was able to get Bill Belichick out of his shell and and do a TikTok with Bill Belichick. The only person I've ever seen do it was Randy Moss. Yeah, but he's also goaded. Yeah, Juju ain't so much. He ain't Randy Moss. That's going he ain't Randy Moss. But I would I would love to just for the comical standpoint. I would love to see Bill Belichick. I would love to see like, TikTok, like, what, yeah, like, like the, the fucking what do they do? I don't even know. Like, dude, I'd actually pay crazy money for that. Like OnlyFans, but it's Juju and Bill Belichick doing Juju TikTok. Bill. Juju it's Bill. like five hundred dollars a month. Yeah, I'd sell oh, my, my car to be able to afford that. I mean, that something must like. see TV. Oh man, the Juju. Boy. I. What is going on in New England? I mean. <sighs> I know we're rooting for the downfall of the Jets, as I always am. But, I mean, the downfall of New England, we are witnessing live. I mean, we yeah. are witnessing it in real time. Well, I, I think I think the now you can say, like, who was responsible for those Super Bowl wins? I mean, was it Brady or Belichick? I, I, think, I think we can probably say it now that it's, it was Brady. Brady was because... The, the Bill Bell, they they've looked like a shell of themselves since since Brady took off. Organizationally, and, uh, though, I yeah, mean, man, like they, they don't know what they're doing. Example, they this can't draft. Like assigned a guy like Juju Smith Schuster to a three year deal in the Brady era. I mean, what are they never, doing? never? They, they 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 can't draft, and they've never spent money on people like that until Brady left. Like, it's like they don't know what they're doing. They have no clue, and uh, I love it. Now they they, and they brought. <laughs> 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 I do, man. <laughs> uh, can you imagine? I mean, I mean, first of all, why, like, why would Juju oh, decide to go to New England, man? Like, come on, like that rag arm quarterback. I mean, yeah, I don't Dude. understand, like, why he wants to go down there. 
But uh, I know why he wants to go down there. They gave him three years and damn near forty million. He's like, damn. I mean, he goes, I couldn't get this much money if I if I if I robbed a, a chase. I mean, I, I don't even know how he did that. Oh man, and 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 oh, it's bad. It's like it's bad, and they have no running back. Well, they got Ramondre Stevenson, but come on, man. I mean, they brought back Bill O'Brien. That's actually it's, it's, that's the best. I think that's thing a good hire. About three years, yeah, yeah. Because the 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 mess that they tried it out last last year at OC DC, I don't know what they were doing. That was a flop. Um, Mac Jones is terrible. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> He's not it. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> I mean, it's so fun to watch. I, I love it. Like you said, it is great. It is just awesome. Yeah. I love it so much. I love it. And you want to know, I, and I'm sure most people in here are familiar with master at work. Oh yeah. His tweets. When they signed Juju, I mean, I was in tears watching in real time him. Cause he doesn't hold back. He's not like, He'll, he'll like he'll be he'll pretend to be like a, an irrational Patriots fan, but like when they're time to get ripped, he will let it send. Yeah. In that day, I dude, I was dying. I mean, it, it was just like you were watching. And this is how I felt too. Like when I heard that they signed Juju, I'm like, dude, th- this is the this is the icing on the cake of the end of this era. Mm-hmm. This this organization is so lost. They they have no idea. This is a move that Belichick. I mean, he would have laughed himself until he was blue in the face at another team for doing this uh, <laughs> a decade ago. And and now, dude, I don't know. I I think it's great. Like you said, I mean, the way I love you said it. it so perfect. I mean, it's just it's it is. It's just it's something to love. It's what it is. I mean, it's just great. And and at least I mean you know, and I, I'll say this: if any teams had to be you know in competition for the Bills with the AFC, or the, if any team had to be in the competition, uh, if any team, Jesus, we're going like four hours and falling asleep. If any team, <laughs> if any team had to compete for the top of the division with the Bills, at least it's the Dolphins and the Jets. I mean, at least the 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 constellation the constellation prize here of all this. Mm-hmm. Is that New England is just? I mean, they're they're like almost laughing stock at this point, and it's yeah. great. Oh, it's 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 uh it's everything that we wanted, right? As Bills fans, Scotty's we, back, by the way. Oh, Scotty, what's up, Scott? I think he had the auto crack going this he, time around. Yeah, there it is. I just read Brandon Bean is pumping the brakes on D Hop. The asking price is too much. Well, Scotty would be correct. I just. Uh, you got it? Yeah, no, he is. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Scott. Yeah, he is. He is. So is the rest of the league. I mean, the, the, the Cardinals are being irrational. They, they they want, like, they want a significant package for DeAndre Hopkins while also desperately trying to move on from him. I don't know why they're, um, I don't know why the, I don't know why the asking price is what it is that they want to move off of him as bad as they do. And, and also the cap hit, too. They're either going to have to eat some of that or they're going to have to lower their expectations of what they get in return. Uh, Johnny Blaze. What's Johnny got to say? Think, is he talking to us? He's saying we. I think John. I think Johnny might be a, a closeted Juju fan. Uh oh. He's getting upset that I don't like. He's getting upset that I. I think it's funny that uh, that TikTok boy McCarkle Jones might be might be oh, the man. Uh, leading the charge of the demise of New England. Wait a minute. Listen, Johnny. Listen, Johnny. I know I've been wrong in the past, admittedly. If I'm wrong about this one. I will do. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. 
I'm wrong about this one. And I don't even know this. I don't even know if he's directing this at me or not. I really, I knew he wasn't. See, he's not. But I'm going to stick to I'm a man of my word. See, I, I had a feeling. This, remember, what, remember Bobby Commas? Oh, talking about Scott. Okay. Bobby was talking about us, and then poor Bobby wasn't. But either way, Johnny, you got me here, and this is even better. You want to do Walter, this? Walter's going to do it for us. He goes, the Juju hate is crazy. No, no, no. I'm not hating on Juju at all. I mean, I kind of am, I guess. What I'm hating on, what I'm hating on. <laughs> Is the fact that New England gave him a three-year deal. I mean, that's insane to me. The Pittsburgh let him walk, and then Kansas City brought him in for a year and said, get the hell out of here. Oh, what man. I'm saying here is it's a perfect example of how far New England has fallen. This is not something New England does, where they give a mid-level wide receiver a three-year, pretty damn good finan- uh, financials concern for the player contract. I, I, it's yeah. crazy. What I was going to say, though, back to Johnny, even though he wasn't talking about us, but he makes a good point. I mean, we, we, we might have been wrong a, a time or two in the past. Rep. I can't personally remember anything I have been wrong about specifically. But I will mm-hmm. say this. If if I am wrong, and by wrong, I mean if Juju, let me, let, me, let, me, let me go ahead and just, let me go ahead and hold on. I just want to make sure of something here before I, before I get too lost in the weeds here. All right, so last year, Juju had 78 catches and 933 yards, which is actually more than I thought. He, he, he almost got to a 1,000 last year, but that was with Mahomes throwing the ball. I'll tell you this, okay? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this right now, Rev. As God is my witness, and as the Reverend is my witness as well, as well as whoever the hell is still with us, God bless you. Holy hell. We, <laughs> we've been in here for two. I think we've been in here for two straight days. I will. If Juju... If Juju gets over 80 catches and cracks a thousand yards, I will come on here and I will do mm. I will do two TikTok dances of your guys' choice. I will come on here and I will do them. And to add more embarrassment to myself, I will do it with a straight face. I'm not allowed to laugh. I got to do it very seriously. <laughs> like I, I have to do it like I'm doing it like for real. You know what I yeah. mean? I can't like, I can't like do it half ass. Like I lost mm-hmm. a bet. Like I got to come on here. And I got to sell it. You know what I mean? You're going to buy a Juju jersey and do it? Oh my God. No way. I'm spending money on that. <laughs> I ain't money on that. No way. Someone wants to send me one. I'll put or Mac out. Jones. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of Mac Jones, he may or may not have been in the box. My NFL action figure blind bag box that I got the other day. I've been putting it off because mm-hmm. I've been so damn busy. But I unboxed it. There were eleven figures in there. Now, Josh Allen, as you can see here, this is the example. I got 11 figures in that box. And I will say, since we're on the topic of conversation, I will be putting that video up tomorrow, the mystery box. It was really cool to do because the, they're big-ass action figures. I had no idea what's inside, but a spoiler alert. Hold on one second. Let me go, <laughs> let me go, let me go get them. <laughs> we got to see this. Because if you know anything about Z-Bot, he, he is a sucker for this kind of stuff, man. Any type of memorabilia any type of marketing um, uh, advertisements. He, he's he's in on it. That's him, 100%. <laughs> you, so you have to do something with that. Guess who greets me every time I walk in my office? There it is. 
McCorkle Jones. McCorkle. There he is. <laughs> Look at him. Look at him. It's the Mac attack. Dude, you should have seen my face. I'm opening up this box and I oh, pull man. out macaroni and cheese right here. I got to tell you, though, these guys kill it. Look these fingers are so sweet. They're really realistic. I mean, they're, they're really good yeah. looking. But I, I almost had to say, I go, I love you guys. Yeah, you, up you guys are great, but I swear to God. You sent me Mac Jones again. <laughs> I have some words. But so no, you have, so awesome. you have to you have to do the 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 the, uh, the dance with okay. Well, have we have we come with, to a with, conclusion with, with with the Mac Jones action figure? So oh my god! So I got to do the dance like with this in my hand. Yeah, or in the shop wow. somewhere. Like he has to be in there. All right, all right. Okay. Edit, I mean, you've got editing skills. You you can edit like like like. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll edit. I'll make it real minutes. nice. It'll uh -huh. look like a Tarantino film. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is wild that this is in the house. So I've been thinking about doing this. I think every week when the bills play, you remember how, like when you had ash figures in a kid and you, as a kid and you like throw yeah, them in boiling water and like do stupid shit with them. I'm thinking about doing some fun stuff with this when the bills play the Patriots. I haven't decided yet. We got it. We got to figure it out. But anyway, I, I unboxed a mystery box, 11 action figures and it was super fun. Check out my Twitter tomorrow. They'll be on there and I may or may not be giving away some of the cool stuff that was inside there. They gave me a bunch of fun stuff, so keep your eyes peeled. Uh, Rev, dude, I'd keep running with it because I'm having a ball, but I swear to God, you might get talking on something, and you might look over, and I might I'm, I might be sawing logs, baby. <laughs> I'm falling asleep over here. What is it? Is it 11.30, huh? The thought, of, the thought of watching New England football is just putting me to bed. I don't know what oh, it man, is. Yeah. I, man, I, um. Wow, three twenty in the bucks. I mean, Rev, mm. we could have gone it. We could have gone three twenty more. We kept going, great. man. Yeah, we could have kept going. But it feels like it was three days ago. We were talking about the uh, the food truck. I mean, I swear to God, that felt like it was it was <laughs> lifetime ago, and that was a couple hours ago. Um, it was man, Johnny Blaze. I'm gonna screenshot Johnny Blaze. By the way, just so I remember this. I mean, I'm sure Johnny will keep me accountable, but I love a good bet. And now I am going to be actively just hate watching the Patriots every week, even when they're not playing the Bills. Everybody screenshot this right there. Already, though. Yeah, take a screenshot. Um, 80 receptions, so, 1,000 yards. Yeah, so that so what did we decide on? We decided on two TikToks with the Mac Jones action figure in my hand, and I got to do it that, that serious. Yeah. All right. All right. That would be hilarious. I don't know what it'll be. I don't even know. I've never done a TikTok dance. And I don't want to start now. I really don't. Is, is, so, Caroline, is, is Caroline into the TikTok? Does she do she's it? She's huge into it, man. Oh, and then she hooked you up. I just, I tell her, I go, I go, no. I go, I go, there's just a couple bridges I won't cross. And that's one of them. <laughs> but apparently I'm going to have to cross it. If Juju shows up, speaking of showing up, I'll show up back in the same place, same time next mm. week on a Monday night. And a big thank you to my man, Rab, who put in a long day's work of cleaning that freaking heat trap of a food. <laughs> this is exactly what he made his is. way onto the screen with us tonight. How about it? Thank you yeah. for coming on, brother. Anytime, baby. Maybe, maybe this time next week we'll be talking about DeAndre Hopkins on the Bills. Oh, my God. If we're doing that, let me tell you what. You think we went long tonight? You better... <laughs> You better get a cup of coffee ready for you because next week we might go all night if that happens. Yeah. Until then, though, however, Ooh, for my main like man, that. Rev, I've been Z-Bot. This has been the smoke break, and we'll see you next week. Until then, 
Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the final four. And as always, go Bills. Go Bills. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.